Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, November 28, 2022. Show starts now! Football! He is in full force right now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. College football obviously nearing the championship weekend and college football playoffs. The NFL had a fantastic weekend starting on Thanksgiving, which we all hope you had a fantastic one. I found out that me and my wife were going to have a baby girl. I've heard that I'm just a hero forever for that, so that's great news. I can't wait to meet her. Uh, We do have a name picked out, I think. You know, there's still some time to adjust that, but I think we have a name. That was awesome. Hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. The football is worthy of conversation because the games have implications further on down the road. Then, obviously, Saturday, there was a massive college football day. And then yesterday, Week 12 NFL Sunday slate showed up. The games didn't appear to be that great. To be honest, on paper, the week looked like it was going to be a shitty one. Instead, we had captivating finishes, close games everywhere, offenses showing up, defenses for teams that we thought were great not showing up. What does that mean going forward, and how do we wrap up Week 12 of the NFL? Oh, Monday Night Football in Indianapolis with the Pittsburgh Steelers, our hometown, obviously coming to visit. Cannot wait to chat about it all. We have Ian Rappaport joining us in about 26 minutes or so. Hey, Ian, what's going on with the injuries? Hey, Ian, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Hey, Ian. What's going on around the NFL? Cannot wait to chat with him about what's taking place this evening, who we should look out for, who we should maybe not bet on. Speaking of betting, I lost all my bets. It's tough. And I think that's going to happen whenever, you know, Tom Brady loses to the Browns and, you know, the Ravens lose to the Jags. Jags might be a team in the future. Sure. Not this year, in the future. Trevor Lawrence does appear to have figured out football a little bit. It's amazing what can happen whenever you have an NFL coach coaching a player at the quarterback position whenever they're young. Cannot wait to watch them. There was a lot of upsets and everything. Can't wait to dive into all of it. The Toxic Table is here. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great week. It is fantastic to see you boys at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Ty, I'll start with you. You guys are dead. And I don't like this at all, okay? Because no. I like the Packers. Mm-hmm. I've become a Packers fan ever since Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays has started because I have to follow along with the Packers because the conversations on Tuesday are something that are going to be a part of my life, a big part of my life, and I'm excited to have them, so I might as well know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I became a little bit of a Packers fan over the past three years. Interesting rides we have been on, haven't we? I mean, there's been some drama in the offseason about who's doing what, when, and how, whose opinions matters, whose opinions don't matter. Then we get the team back. We lose the best wide receiver in the fucking world to the Las Vegas Raiders. Allegedly, we made a similar offer, and he was going to stay on the team. But this team has not performed like we thought they were going to. Seems like it's all fucking in dysfunction. And then now we learned... You know, kind of alluded to it last Tuesday, mm-hmm. that Aaron's had a broken thumb since week five. Mm-hmm. Now there's something potentially happening in the middle body or whatever. Yep. Is he done? Jordan Love comes in, does his thing. What do the Packers look like for the rest of the year? And have you given up hope, or are you in a good spot still? Um, you can't really give up hope when you haven't had much to begin with for the last several weeks. Like so that. it's kind of, you know, like, what, what am we I We had low expectations, but holy fuck. Like mm. the Commanders. Exactly. The Sean Taylor. Exactly. My Jesus. Yeah. That's they put Adidas Copa Mundals on him. Soccer yep. shoes? Yeah. So I I actually did the research yesterday. I'm like, oh, he, Sean Taylor must have been an Adidas guy. That's why they did it. Not at all. Nope. Never once did I see a photo of him not wearing the Nike Speeds from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Where is it? So they put Copas on Jesus. him. They put just an invisible body. How? How? How are they a functioning operation? How are they allowed to be in the NFL still? And the fact that they haven't forced a sale from this fucking inept team 
This inept team. Yeah. None of it makes sense. This is Bush League. This is amateur. This is childish. This yeah. is ineptitude the, being displayed to everybody in which they hyped up, too. They exactly. said, we got a, we got a shot. They didn't even know. They thought this was going to be a home run. They got soccer shoes on his feet, Copas, Adidas They're, Copas. Tongue's not even folded down on them. Yeah, which is the only cool part about having those shoes is Come being on. able to t- uh, fold the tongue down, maybe even lace underneath. I used to wear these for soccer. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought, I was like, oh, shit, Sean Taylor was way ahead of the game. He was wearing soccer shoes because back in the day, football cleats were much heavier than soccer cleats. So you saw some skill positions actually wear soccer cleats because they were lighter and they were moved. Now football cleats are like track shoes and everything's kind of evolved. And the soccer model is kind of the model that everybody wears that's in a skill position. So I was like, oh, Sean Taylor. I was actually like, the one thing I took away from this god-awful, horrendous, god-awful salute to a man that is allegedly worthy of in the commander's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Commander oh, said yeah. this guy deserves some sort of statue, and then this is what they went with. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. I was like, this dude must have been ahead of the game. Never. Nike, mm-hmm. he's a Nike guy. Never ever do. Yep. So just from literally the helmet to the bottom of the toes, completely fucking disrespectful to Sean Taylor. They make it worse. You don't announce you're putting a statue up. You don't do a statue at all. People think you're assholes. They don't think you're dumb assholes. Right. This is just compounded into the, them being the worst franchise, worst business, maybe in America. Yeah. Maybe in the United States of America, and somehow they've been able to ride a gravy train, and Dan Snyder's going to make billions of dollars yeah. from the way this team has been run whenever they finally force him to sell it, which allegedly is happening right now. That was disrespectful. I thought that was bullshit. And I like the way everybody that was there, whenever it got debuted, probably family and people very close to him, when they they didn't immediately just go, this is bullshit. Because it is a statue. It is an honor of some sort. But that was trash. That was absolutely So bad. Anyways, expectations were low for the commanders. Right. But they won-up themselves, and they put themselves in a pit. Look what we're doing Mm -hmm. to then... Do it. it it's just off. unbelievable. The Packers, you're saying, though. Expectations were low all season. You didn't think they were going to have it after, what, week four? You thought they were maybe dead, or what was it? No, I think it was probably after the Commanders game, to be honest. They lost, you know, that was, at that point, they had lost three in a row. And it was just, you could just tell by watching the games. Like, this isn't the Packers team we're used to seeing. And then, you know, last night, it's been an issue um, all year. But, you know, the Eagles haven't rushed for that many yards since fucking Harry Truman was the president of the United States. Like, really? Yeah, in the well, Truman was important for some stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he he did. <clears throat> ended World War II pretty much. Yeah, he did pretty quickly. No, say, you know what? Uh, we're done fucking around. Let's go ahead and drop the, let's drop the A-bomb and, and end this. Thing. Oh. Yeah, give one. him hell, Harry. <laughs> Buck stops here. Anyways. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I've been to Japan. Yep. That has not been for... What Truman decided to do yeah. has not been forgotten they over there. Forget. Still talk about. But also, I mean, if you're going to speak about it at the time, you know... Yeah. It's war. We don't yeah. we don't tough, tough to tough to kind of put ourselves in. Nonetheless, <clears throat> long time ago. Yep. And the Eagles looked unstoppable last night on the offensive side of the ball. And we watched the Colts just last week in person kind of have much more success against the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Oh, yeah. So I think that was alarming, too, because the defense is supposed to be a team. Uh, a defense is supposed to be a side of the ball that was going to be good. Jalen Hurts was running wherever the fuck he wanted. There was no discipline in the gaps, which I assume is being coached and taught. Jalen Hurts is showcasing that not only is he a physical specimen being able to squat over 600 pounds, Mm -hmm. and they got stopped on two, two. Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey sneaks, which I thought, damn, maybe the Packers had figured this whole thing out. They did not. The Eagles would continue to do it. They'd get another sneak for like six yards later mm-hmm. where it was uh, third and one. I think they picked up six, yep. actually, and Jalen could have went on and do it. I can't believe they stopped it. I thought that was a sign of life. But the defense didn't look great. The offense, obviously, with Aaron, 
is he hot? Is he done? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Jordan Love comes oh, yeah. in, mm -hmm. makes some throws. Mm -hmm. I think Jordan Love put in a very difficult position literally since draft night. Mm -hmm. Literally since draft night, Jordan Love's been put in a bad position. Terrible. Now, is it his fault? Not at all. Is it the NFL, so he's going to have to live with it? Yes. But he steps in there. There was a moment on the sideline where somebody walks by and says, let's do this thing. And he goes, oh, yeah. His confidence seemed to be there. Threw the ball really well. What are the Packers with Jordan Love? Who knows? What is the future of the Packers? Who knows? But Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be done? Uh, for the season? Is I, that what you guys are thinking? Is that what you guys are hearing? I don't know. I hope not, but that was kind of the... Alluded to this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavily. And and last night, that was like the main, like, oh, you know, when, when he left the game, it was like, we may have just seen Aaron Rodgers play for the last time in not only a Packers uniform, but ever. So it's like, you know, who knows? I mean, oh, his, his thumbs fucked up, his, his obliques all messed up. But then with Jordan Love, too, I mean, like, that was a completely different guy than when he started against Kansas City last year. You know, he looked light years better and now they have kind of put themselves in a position it's like you drafted this guy in the first round you kind of need to see what you have out of him because you know what are they going to pick up his fifth year option when he's only played like two meaningful games so they, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner a little bit christian watson has he you know hey he hurt that he hurt cjgj cjgj mm -hmm. thought he was going to get him and Aaron's first thing he said about Christian Watson, I think this is when Christian Watson was still trying to learn the offense and maybe not having his best days. Aaron didn't want to say that, but he chose to compliment something else. He said, uh, don't think I've ever seen a lot of Christian Watsons walking around in our field. Yeah. He, he said different, different. Physical freak. Big, mm -hmm. huge. Huge. Oh, fast. CJGJ, I think he broke his ribs with his arm. Mm -hmm. I think his own elbow broke his own rib because it, it ran into Christian Watson, and Christian Watson gets right up. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about a – he's a dog at oh, yeah. Christian Watson, oh, especially yeah. with those touchdowns, getting his confidence in there. So I think he's a player. Randall Cobb makes a play. Mm -hmm. You know, what if they're able to salvage something? Mathematically, sure. are they eliminated completely? Not yet, I don't think. But That'd be real early. Yeah. yeah. Texans, for instance, gone. <clears throat> well, and wow. also, like, it's not they like – They are so bad. Oh, my so God. Bad. Maybe the worst team ever. Ever. <laughs> Maybe this the is the whole college team ever. If there was a better – like, if we had one of the – and I guess Georgia is thinking, Georgia, yeah. why is nobody talking – they're the reigning national champions. Right. And Stetson Bennett's not even in conversation for the Heisman. Mm -mm. Not no. even in conversation for the Heisman. All he did was win the national championship, go on Good Morning America, hammered, drunk, and tired still. Mm -hmm. Do something awesome. Come back undefeated still. Slice and dice everybody. Not even in the conversation. But in other years, let's talk about in other years where there was, like, super teams. This would be the classic – can Bama beat mm -hmm. the Texans? The Texans yep. After watching what the Dolphins did to the Texans, mm -hmm. I almost can't help myself but think the Dolphins are a fucking wagon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know they got wins, and I think we're all, you know, uh, broaching like the inevitable downfall of the Dolphins because that is what it has been for the Dolphins. But you start listening to people talk about Tua and how he's handling himself. On the broadcast, they said it like three times where Tua would look in the mirror and say, do I suck at football? Mm -hmm. Because the way he was being treated in the building by the coaching staff, which we had chatted about while watching Tua, he'd get benched in moments he was put into a starting situation where the starter ryan fitzmagic who's on amazon basically came out and said i'm heartbroken he just got i didn't know this was going to happen <laughs> they just got done winning so the whole narrative against Tua was oh this guy got a starting position when nobody wanted him to be the starter then when he becomes the starter he was getting benched in the most important parts and then he leaves the game and the pr department says oh yeah he had no injury at all this dude's just soft when he had an actual fractured something to yeah. his ribs right. so everything was going against him we actually 
they chatted on this show about Tua's mental toughness might be the best in the history of the NFL. I like to hear the fact that there was moments where Tua was like, do I suck? Because if he didn't, I would think he was a fucking robot with the way things yeah. had gone mm-hmm. under Flores' leadership. Then we obviously hear about the potential paying for losses and what is the building like in Toxic. And then you hear people talk about how McDaniel put together a 700-play fucking slideshow to show Tua, hey, <laughs> you're a player, you're pretty good. There you go. Hey, you're, and they build him up publicly. Teammates, Tyreek Hill, as soon as he gets there, very clear that McDaniel said, hey, Tyreek, listen, Tua has been mentally assaulted Mm -hmm. since he got here. So Tyreek, as soon as he gets here, most accurate quarterback in the NFL, can't wait to play with Tua, can't wait to do this. Everybody else, Waddle comes out, starts talking about Tua doing this, because in the past, remember, Mac Jones was a better teammate Mm -hmm. than Tua was. Waddle allegedly said that in privacy, that somehow got out to try to fucking ruin Tua. I mean, Tua has been taking it, taking it, taking it. Might have made him... You know, what he needs to be. be, Not saying anybody should go through that. But Tua just a year ago, I mean, two years ago, go back three years ago when he was at Bama or whatever, wins the national championship, right, as a freshman comes in, does his thing, hi, hi, hi. Then he does something to his hip. Jalen Hurts comes in, Mm -hmm. does his thing. The whole, his whole story is very much like this. And now, with the way that defense is playing, they kept the entire defensive staff from last year. Defense always been pretty good. Flores leaves. You think they're going to have a drop-off? Yesterday, they fucking put the finishing touches on the Texans to put that thing 27-zip with a slaughter shot. Ball comes out. It's 20 nothing. Doug, uh, not Davis Mills. Uh, Kyle, Allen. Kyle Allen has a completion. Looks like they might gain some yards. Uh-uh. Slaughter shot. Pick that thing up. Get us into the end zone. 27-zip second quarter. Spread should have been 40. Mm-hmm. Spread should have been 50. And the Dolphins do what every good team's fan base hopes that a good team would do and put a motherfucker away. It always seems like the parody of the NFL is talked about because the great teams seemingly have good games with the bad teams. So they're like, any given Sunday, this team could beat that team. The Miami Dolphins were supposed to kill the Texans. And they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That cannot be held against them. I think that should put them up into a different stratosphere. That this group of uh, personalities and egos and attitudes in Miami, that everybody be loves and everything's going good. It could have went to shit playing against a bad team. It did not. No. They're focused. They're dialed in. And that team is fun to watch. The AFC's got a new powerhouse. Got a new wagon mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. And I think they're only going to get better because they're going to go all in. The owner was accused of tanking. Mm-hmm. That guy is obviously going to try to flip the narrative and do everything he possibly can. Trade in, uh, give me Jeff. Yep. Uh, give yep. me Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to move. I assume this offseason they're going to acknowledge how good of a, they have it and they're going to try to go in even more. Hey, good for Bradley Dumpy. Chubb. Yeah. Chubb, yeah, Chubb. exactly. Bring him in from Denver. Mm-hmm. They have Armstead. no idea that was happening. Congrats to the Dolphins, Gumpy, and yeah. the Finn fam. They're unbelievable. You got a team. Yeah. Uh, Tone Diggs. Yes. Uh, one half of the hammer. Don. Cowboys. My college football professor. And I've appreciated your work, Appreciate honestly. You, You've uh, made me much smarter and better. The, the gambling. The gambling. As a whole. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't talk about you because you and Gumpy seemingly win every single night yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. But, dude, this season continued yesterday. I mean, there was teams that were in games that we never expected. There was teams that were showing up out of nowhere. Is everybody losing every gamble this year? Is that just normal? And how happy are the fucking sports books that this year has gone the way it's gone? I know the books get super, super happy when there's upsets like the Jags over the Ravens yesterday and, and things like that because a lot of people will do, like, money line parlays 
and you can guarantee the Ravens were in every single money line parlay. So like, uh, yeah, 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 I'd I, say I, yeah, they for, were. So that's for no re- offense to the Jags. Please no. don't take any offense, Jacksonville. And your mascot, hilarious dog. Oh, that was awesome. He's Florida man. Mm-hmm. He, he was Florida man yesterday with the thong speedo American flag all gr- pretty toned up. I was going to say, yeah. he looked pretty good. Pretty toned up. And remember, I've talked about Jax Him DeVille right. uh, because he used to bring the ball for the game in from the top of the lights in the state. He would bungee jump in. Every- There'd be like 14,000 people at the game, okay? And I've seen Jacksonville through the years. Yeah, at its bottom. Got very lucky to play down there. Now, granted... They did beat us a couple of the times, which makes no sense. But that fan base had pretty much said, fuck this team. We have other things to do on Sundays or whenever we're playing. You're got a lot of tarped off areas of that stadium. A lot of tarped off areas of that stadium so that they didn't black out the game because they might gain a fan in the city if they were able to play it because that's how bad it was at points. Now, I'm sure there's some Jacksonville Jaguar diehard fan that's going to tell me I'm wrong. I played there. I saw it. It was fucking <laughs> empty. It was nothing. But Jax him, DeVille, mm-hmm. oh, always yeah. brought it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a game every game. Just jumping over the 14,000 people with a bungee jump from the sky to deliver the game ball, which obviously we didn't kick, but like he's always been all in. I appreciate him getting some props on the internet. Now, um, the Jags, do they think that's what our mascot is, or is he just a Florida man as a whole? That's what that's the conversation I think it's going to come next. You know, that's the whole thing. Like blue for the Colts, right? Is he the proper representation of the Indianapolis Colts? I think so. I think he's bought into the community. Mm-hmm. I think he's for children. You know, I wish he'd be a little bit tougher every once in a while. But then he gets an opportunity to play in those mascot games, and he yeah, he's brings go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you we got to remember these mascots as they continue to get more shine because they are incredibly intelligent and creative people underneath there. Allegedly, kids. Sorry, no offense. Right. Mm-hmm. But are they representative of the team? I think is the question. I think Jackson Deville represents all of Florida. Yeah. It very well. Mm-hmm. I think Blue does a good job here. There's some places that I, I, I'm like, why is that mascot doing that? Yeah, it's not great. That mascot needs to fucking chill out. Mm-hmm. And if you're the coach of the team, at what point do you go, that is not what my fucking team. Get this guy the fuck out. That is not the mascot <laughs> of our team. But I love Jackson DeVille. I just want to let that be known. But anyways, yeah, the Ravens fucked a lot of parlays. For me, in particular, yeah. I assume a lot of people, the sports books have to be eating right yeah, now. Yeah, like because all the pretty much all the other favorites uh, kind of took care of business in the early games. And I feel like a lot of people do like all right, money line parlay, one o'clock games, and then they'll do for one for the night. And then also the box probably ruined a bunch. Yep. Uh, and then you get to well, are they dead? Sam Darnold. Oh yeah. So is the end of an era. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Is it Sam Darnold log rolling in for a touchdown was awesome. Tell you what, if they, he was healthy all year, they might be fucking 12-0. Well, let's not get, you know. Do they still have Christian McCaffrey then? Is Matt Rule still there instead of Nebraska? I mean, what I mean, ifs? What if, yeah, you know if, what I mean? A lot of what point. Bob Anderson. Candies and nuts. and We'd all be fat, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the ending. What if ifs were fits, we'd all be drunk. Darius. Yep. That's Darius' right. thing. That's a great one. If the, well, I don't know if I should say that one. Uh-oh. Because we don't know, yeah. we don't know how they would identify, right? So we don't want to mm-hmm. necessarily say somebody would be an uncle or an aunt. Oh, right. true. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. If it, if my uncle identified as as a man, woman. and 
as a woman. As a woman, mm-hmm. it had. Then, then my uncle would be my aunt. Exactly. That's another if that you could potentially sure. do. Right. But we don't want to, you know, do any of that miss. My uncle not was, today. My uncle was a cannibal, and, and <laughs> go on, <laughs> go, on. go on, Tony. Go on. Okay, uh, that's, that's people. Just, I couldn't. Anyways, um, <laughs> we yeah. There's a lot of ifs there. Sam Darnold appeared to be pretty good. That was the guy. I just asked before we went live. There was a backup oh, you're yeah. right, you're right, who right, played right. that Dan Orlovsky hopped back on the Dan wagon for. It was Darnold. Yep, you know? yeah. That was exactly what it was. Him, um, honestly, watching him sling the pillow around. I was so happy for him. I think I actually put out a tweet after this one or I didn't let it go. Oh, yeah, he just threw a tud. What a ride that guy's life has been. Happy for him. Like, I had a full, like, good for Sam Darnold. Think about Sam Darnold's life and what is – this guy's in New York. He's a guy. Get him out of here. This guy stinks. They break down film. This guy stinks. Goes to Carolina. This guy stinks. Bring in Baker Mayfield, the Sam Darnold of Cleveland. Yeah. Put him in the room. (laughs) This guy stinks. This guy's starting over this guy. He's just been all over the place, and somehow he's been able to maintain course. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go on to have an incredibly successful NFL career. No. I'm not going to say that at all, but I will say that Sam Darnold had to have a hell of a yesterday when they fucking and put it on the Denver Broncos, who might be dead for the next five to ten years. Honestly, that is an interesting situation. I read a tweet about the Denver Broncos. I think they only have to pay Russell Wilson another $101 million or something like that, and then there's a $30 million cap hit after that. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Say let's ride to me one more fucking time. You think that's what he said? What was his name? uh, Purcell? 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 98 yeah. for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Off, coming off the field after getting a field goal or a stop or something. Sees Russell Wilson chit-chatting with Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, game planning, obviously, which has gone very well for them uh, all season. And then he just lets – or maybe not Nathaniel Hackett. That's somebody else. And uh, Russell Wilson had a press conference after this interaction, mm. after the game, to talk about this particular interaction. And this is what he had to say about it. As the internet was saying that Purcell told him, I'm fucking sick of the bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you. you do suck. something. Because his stats, Carson Wentz, and this has been noted by a lot of people on the internet, so I don't know who to give proper credit to. Just know that it was Twitter that did this, uh, which is still going. Yep, still alive. Still alive. Let's go. Okay. Keep going, Elon. Wow. Wow. Holy that's, shit. That's nuts. Wow. Unbelievable. Didn't Driving. see that coming. It's like a cat. Twitter's like a cat. That's uh-huh. right. How many lives this thing got? It was dead, dead, Good. dead, oh, yeah. dead. dead. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to survive. Nope. He's going to kill free speech in his mission for free speech. Mm-hmm. That's still coming, I think. Thanks for figuring it out. You want to it out. I've loved Twitter since the day I got on it. Hell yeah. I will love it forever. I was told that something I love was going to die last week by people that were supposed to have degrees, I think, in social media. Mm-hmm. They know. That's wild. It's crazy. I wonder if the degrees matter when it comes to something that's changing every single day. That's a good question. Mm. No. Think about. Oh, yeah, what? Was that Foxy? No. Yeah, I know from experience they do not matter. No. You never said that. Not no, that I got a social media degree, but I knew people that did. I said, that's got to be the most pointless thing ever. No, no. It, it's wow. not pointless because they're actually getting handed the keys to Ferraris because all the olds that are scared to death of social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scared to death of it. Don't want to know about it. Don't know how it works. Oh, well, this person has a social media degree. You run our social media oh. degree. Having no, this old has no idea what that means, okay? You tell me. And then the way you can put numbers together. These social media graduates <laughs> are running a lot of accounts. They all told us 
which I did not go. I obviously did not finish school. Sure. I social media. The only thing we had was Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. at the time when I was in college. So they're much more educated than we are uh-huh. in businesses that have been around a lot longer than ours, a lot longer than ours. I guess their reach in Fugay's numbers is definitely bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. Sure. They told us that Twitter was dead a week, two weeks, a week yeah. and a half. Move all your assets to Instagram. Get mm-hmm. off of here. Mm-hmm. Twitter's dead. Twitter is nothing. Elon ran into the ground. Congratulations. Won't be able to operate without an advertising team. No way. They don't have any coders. No. Absolutely. Everybody do? quit. They want us to work. What are we talking to this guy? <laughs> it is huh. dead. Still alive. Way here to we go, go, Twitter. Well done. Keep going, Twitter. Way to go, Twitter. Way to go, Twitter. I had no idea that was going to – could not have said that immediately upon all these people with degrees saying it was over, saying – you're fucking wrong. Couldn't have said that. I don't think I ever said that. Because why would you? These people have degrees. <laughs> I know. I, mm-hmm. I would have never said you don't that. Know. <laughs> they come don't. back to bite them. And maybe it's dying soon. Maybe it still has enough juice stored up, like a bear that goes into hibernation, or a squirrel that has seven nuts tucked in the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the end of its juice is just currently running out, and Elon is just using all his Tesla things to keep mm-hmm. the juice going as long as possible before it just crashes off the internet. Twitter mm-hmm. is going to happen. On forever. Like hospice care. Yeah, it's on hospice. Basically. And I guess because they're saying more people are using it than ever, a lot of people are visiting the hospice, which is cool. We should do more of that. That's nice. We should do more of that. Mm -hmm. Take care of your loved ones. Yeah. Especially around the holidays. Is there a bigger con than being a social media graduate and taking some of these olds who are in charge of things for all every dollar they have? Yeah, crypto and um, NFTs. Bingo. (laughs) Yeah. Bingo. One of the same. (laughs) Well said. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Minus, minus V friends. Well, yeah. Brett Favre is not a young that's taking advantage of olds. He's an old who's taking advantage of the broke. That's right. The poor. Which yeah. is too, definitely conning going on. We're just mm-hmm. talking about two different. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, happy and uh, Twitter's still around. Twitter told me uh, that Carson Wentz has two more touchdowns thrown than Russell Wilson has, and he hasn't played since week six. We just got done with week 12. Yikes. This is what Russell Wilson said about the interaction with Purcell, number 98, for the Broncos, as he was running off the field and Russell Wilson seemingly coming on the field to not create any points probably for the hundredth time this season. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson said this is what Purcell told him. You know, he he came off, uh, you know, after they they kicked the field goal and, he did, he was he was pissed off. He just said, "We got we got to f and go," you know, and uh, I, I agree, you know. So me and him on the same page. <laughs> same page. We, you know, there's, there's no uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We, we're on the same page. We we, we got to win. You know, we got to come out here and have some uh, some some grit to us, some mentality to us. We got to be able to win these yeah. you know these 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 football games. And um, you yeah. know, so those guys are out there battling every play. You know, on offense, we got to be able to capitalize. And so. Um, so yeah, no, there, there's nothing there at all. I mean, me, me and him, there's, there was no, uh, no nothing there. Uh, okay. so oh man, seemingly nothing, nothing there, which I can sure. respect. And maybe that is what Purcell says. And maybe he's a great leader and says that to a lot of people. But anything that happens to Russell Wilson in 2022, we are certainly going to talk about, mostly because he sounds like a big fugaze and the team stinks. Yeah, that's right. And he got a hundred and some million dollars before he even took a snap for this new team. And the team stinks. The team isn't fun to watch. All the magic that we thought we were going to get from Russell Wilson in Denver, a team that allegedly would have won a Super Bowl if they were able to get a good quarterback in there they go all in they get russell wilson now they're sending like a top five pick to seattle yeah uh-huh. seattle's balling they lose to the raiders because josh jacobs has the biggest day of all time but they have like a top five pick from the broncos they don't have russell wilson or team three in their building anymore seattle seahawks seem to be a bunch of fucking heroes here but purcell says listen i'm a leader on the d i'm a leader on the team 
This guy's not holding up his end of the bargain. Let's go. I like that from a team, and I like the way uh, Russell Wilson obviously spun at the end. He, we're on the same. I think hey, so too. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm trying to get it all there. Purcell said he's just trying to spark. That's at least a little bit of hope. But that defense has certainly thought they were getting something much different than what Russell Wilson has brought. Yeah, I doubt they expected to you know send off their best pass rusher like we mentioned with Chubb. But this answers all of our questions about why you know no one on the Denver team has kind of spoken out when all these former Seahawks players have talked about how Russell Wilson was as a teammate, right? Like, does that confirm everything that's been said by Richard Sherman and the other players, Marshawn, about how you couldn't really reach out to him and everything? I, I think I think Purcell was comfortable enough to say it to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, true. So that could you could take that either way. I don't know because I'm not there. Yeah. And I have people in that building that I could reach out to and get the story to, but I don't want to put them in a compromising position either. I just assume all this information will come out at some point and we'll cover it as is. It is not going well there. Joining us now is a man who might have more on the inside of what's happening there and other places because he's the senior NFL insider, not only for the league itself, the National Football League, yeah. okay, but also the network that the league owns. Jeez. And listen to this, the website. Wow, Yeah, he's also on NFL.com and NFL Plus. And he has a podcast with two other insiders where they wear T-shirts and talk about stuff called The Insiders. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) host of the weekly (laughs) wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap Sheet! By the way, just to let you know how seriously I take my appearances on this show, I I do wear a T-shirt for the show on The Insiders, which you can find... Fashion Networks and also on YouTube. It's a, uh, it's a too bad. I couldn't get the plug in. Um, hey, you lost service immediately upon just, doing your plug. I mean, that was perfect. Yeah, that was part of, that was yeah. the NFL saying your podcast gets no love, pal. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. I apologize for that. Where can we find the podcast? All podcast networks, I assume, right? Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on the Fast Networks. So it's going to become Fast. a podcast, Fast maybe Network. eventually down the road. Yeah. Roku is one of them. Do you know oh. what Roku is? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Rich Eisen's on oh, there. Yeah. I watched. Uh, he I w- is on there. Roku's a big homes. thing nowadays. Absolutely. Always has been. Roku's fantastic. I watched uh, I watched the NFL kickoff show, NFL game day. I think it's a great show. I think they do a fantastic job. Rich had like a good minute and a half commercial for his show on there. And I'm like, fucking good business here, Rich. Oh, Rich. This is good <laughs> business. And then you came on. I mean. And you talked about your podcast. You, alongside Garofalo and Pelissero, which I I assume is the fast network show that you have. He cut a promo about yep, the exactly. Ian Rapport cut a promo about the podcast and transitioned into the into the day. I actually sent him a I sent him a text at that moment. I was like, "Good business here, Rap. Here we go. Rap. Good business yeah, here, Rap. Rap. You're doing great. You deserve it. I hope the insiders does fantastic. And obviously, we've all heard of the fast network. What a oh, place, yeah, man! Nothing better. What a yeah, place. A great, the fast. Great, great of the fast. Absolutely. Uh, Let's dive into some news stories here. The Russell, we were just talking about Russell Wilson and Purcell yelling at each other, or Purcell telling them, hey, Kay, figure it out. There's no way that ends after this year, right? What are they going to do? They're going to have to figure that out. That team is abysmal, and there's no way the richest owner in sports, uh, Mr. Bob Walton there, bought that team, paid Russell Wilson to watch that team do the way they do. How are they going to figure that out, you think, and what does the future look like over there? I mean, there's no sugarcoating anything that's happened in Denver this year. Like, they made a bunch of decisions before the year, decisions they thought were really good, hired a bright young coach in Nathaniel Hackett. They traded for a quarterback that a lot of other people wanted to trade for. I mean, there were several teams, including the Washington Commanders, we've talked about this before, that wanted to trade for Russell Wilson. Oh, he wanted to go to Denver. He ends up in Denver. A big coup. And it's all bad. Everything is bad. The contract is bad. Literally, I mean, it's great for Russell Wilson, but it's bad for literally everyone else. Um, let's just assume that the 
Penner family, Walden Penner family, has a decision to make at the end of the year for Nathaniel Hackett. If they decide to move on, which certainly is conceivable, it seems like they would get a coach who would make Russell Wilson really good again. Like, he's not going anywhere. It would be mind-boggling to think they would move on from him because the cap hit would be so astronomical. You could do it, but it would set your team back significantly. So I would imagine it would be a coach who says, you know what, I can make this guy work. I can, I'm not going to say make Russell Wilson great again, but let's just say I said that, something in that line. Oh, patent it. You should patent that. You should patent it. Put that on the insiders. Put it on the Fast Network. Maybe make some shirts. But I think that's going to be the focus of the offseason. Okay, and uh, obviously everybody's going to say they can make Russell Wilson great again. I'll be excited to see who can actually pull that off because he looks like a very different player. looks like he has no idea what's going on. He seems like we watch D-Butt talk about it. We watch Chuck talk about it. We watch AQ talk about it. There's no – it's all dysfunctional. And we're after week 12 already, and this is still happening. We assume there will be growing pains, which was talked about early in the season. I think mostly by Herbie and Al Michaels when they played the Colts on Thursday night about how yes. all words out of the Broncos like, hey, there's some growing pains. There's some growing pains. We'll get through it. And I assume that's exactly what they thought it was at the time. But now it's like dysfunction. Now it just seems like it's broken. Who knows if they can fix it? And is Russ, a, is Russ liked over there? Do you know? I mean, I think when things are going bad, it's always tense. So, like, I don't think anyone's happy with anyone right now. You know, but look, Russ is if – you, if you needed to know what teammates think of him, all you need to do is go to Seattle. I'm not saying it's universal, but there are plenty of people that decided this guy is just not for me. And a lot of them have spoken out way more than I can ever amend, uh, remember ex-teammates speaking out about anything. Like, of all the stuff, that, of all the material that we have from the Richard Shermans of the world or the, you know, so many of the ex-Legion of Boom guys, like, they've all spoken their mind about Russell Wilson in a way that no one else speaks their mind about their former teammate. I mean, think about this. When Denver went back to Seattle, it was the opener, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the yes. opener. They invited the whole, all the veterans on the defense just to come watch. Like, I don't think they were there to cheer for Russell Wilson. I'm just going on a limb. And, I don't think that. And so, Pete, after the game, not said. Not for everyone. And Pete said after the game, that was for everybody that was here because they know. They know what it is. And I'm like, damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pete normally doesn't mix words but, at but, all. I was like, all right. All right. This is for everybody that was but, here and knows what it was like. What's that? But when you're good enough, it doesn't matter. When you win. Right? Like, you can be, you know, when you're a. When, when you win, it doesn't matter. And when you play well enough yourself, you can sort of be whatever you want. Like a quarterback is a leader uh, unless he's losing, in which case he's just a jerk yelling at everyone. Like there's some of that going on as well. Yeah, but if you're yelling at everybody, there's probably a reason. You're probably holding people accountable and it's working. You know, you can, at any position, well, at any position, let alone quarterback in the NFL, I'm talking about any business, any genre, the person that's in charge can do as much barking if it works. But then people are going to get, if it's not working, it's like, hey, I think we need uh, yeah. See ya. you, uh, maybe a new voice in here. That's just natural human instinct. I don't know what's going on in Denver, but hopefully they'll be able bad. to figure it not out. Bad. Let's, go to, uh, let's go to Green Bay after last mm. night's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, Jordan Love comes in because Aaron had a midsection, and obviously he has a fractured thumb since week five, which I hadn't heard reported huh. uh, mm. from any of the insiders on any Fast Network or the NFL Network, which is fascinating. made our yeah. show much worse mm. than it probably oh. could have been because we get a chance to chat to the guy. No, no, he didn't tell us either, so we're not going to hold it against you, the man. Oh, uh, that's messed up. Well, he talked around it. I actually, yeah, when, when, the, when it came out officially, I think by you Sunday morning or whatever, when it came out officially, 
I listened, I thought back, I didn't listen back, but I thought back to when I asked him about it on Tuesday because there was early reports about the fracture. And I said, yeah. you're throwing the ball wobbly. I went on a whole promo about you're throwing the ball wobbly for the first time in your career. Have you lost it was almost what I asked. And I said, now there's reports that you have a fractured thumb. How much does that affect it? And he said, I played with other broken fingers before. It hasn't really done anything. I asked him if he's going to wear a glove. He said, he'll never wear a glove and it hasn't affected anything. So he didn't deny it. But he didn't say he had a fractured thumb. So it was a little words play. You know, that I'm immunized. Nobody has to sure. follow up. We move on. You know, yeah, it was one I of wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Yeah, it was kind of one of those where I should probably should have. So it is fractures where I probably should have. And he would have told the truth. I think he would have yeah. told the truth to us. But we were – I didn't, like, press him on it or whatever. That's obviously affected some things. I think the new offense has affected some things. Then he gets hit a bunch. Something happened to his ribs. And then on the air last night, they're talking about maybe the last time, us, uh, last time we ever see Aaron Rodgers this morning. The conversation is should the Packers pull Aaron Rodgers from the game if he's hurt for, for the rest of the season? What are you hearing? And what is up? with Aaron Rodgers before we talk to him tomorrow what do you know okay first of all um on the thumb you talk about like the insiders didn't tell you about the thumb you know how it broke like I mean not the thumb I mean the thumb we know how it broke but you know how the story originally broke no it was a it was this uh, Packers podcaster named Big B who was on his make-a-wish weekend asked Rodgers and then tweeted it like scooped all of us it was amazing. Oh, shout out, Big oh, B. Big B. Love you, Big B. B. Great. I mean, Big I was kind of annoyed, but good for him. Um, Whoa. Jesus so, Christ. Well, I mean, you know, it's I want to. Yeah, yeah, make a wish. Down, you you know, asshole. I was annoyed. Yeah, it's one God. scoop, prick. A make a Good job, Big B. Anyway, Jesus. I shouted him out on Twitter, though. Oh, uh, at least you get credit. Okay. Yeah. All right. At least you get credit because you suits don't like to do that. A lot of people like to do my sort. After something's already mm-hmm. broke, let me confirm it with my sources, even though. You know, somebody certainly already. That's weird waters you guys uh, kind of swim in every day. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your hard work, though. And shout out to Big B. Yeah. Shout out to Big B. Anyways, go ahead, Zell. Um, well, huh, so, so with Rogers, like, first of all, respect to him for just playing through this and not using any of it as an excuse. Like, he's probably annoyed to have to talk about it. Clearly, something's been wrong for a while. And he hasn't said anything about it, even though he probably could have many, many times. Um, I think he's going to try to play. He's getting his uh, CT scan and MRI in his ribs today. If it's one of those things where the x-rays are negative, but the CT scan shows a bunch of fractures, probably won't be able to play. But otherwise, I think he's going to try to play until it's just until they're just out of it. Because the problem when you have Aaron Rodgers is they could win five in a row, like, like nothing. And so that when that possibility exists it's almost like he has to play because if he doesn't he's robbing a team of some potential win streak they could go on okay got it jordan love didn't do that bad hey nice to see jordan love he looked better you know he threw the ball around looked a lot better than he looked last year we'll obviously keep our eyes on that uh lafleur is completely safe no matter what happens this season he might be a guy who could fix russell wilson you think get him to denver with with hackett Yeah. yeah That's a Packers fan right there that just said that. That's why I asked you that question. The floor is completely safe, yeah? No problems? I I would be beyond, well beyond stunned if anything happened. I think he's completely safe. Boston Connor, your question for Ian Rapport. Yeah, Rapshi, do me a favor and explain to me what happened with Odell Beckham like I'm five years old, and will this affect any of the teams that he's looking at? Hey, was this a – hey, this seems – and I don't want to be a bad person – I don't want to be a mean person. I appreciate everybody that helps anybody do anything in the world. Okay? Flight attendants, great people. There's some, just like any profession, Mm -hmm. that are a bit power hungry 
And in those particular situations, they have, I'm not saying this is what happened to Odell. I have experienced this. I was on a flight, long one, sleeping during mass time. I was woken up by flight attendant who was saving the world. I appreciate that. To tell me that my mask was not high enough up on my nose. Okay. Woke me up, middle of sleep, in a pod. No big deal. I do well. In a pod. Wake me up. <laughs> move your mask. From here to here. Woke mm. me up. And I thought to myself, Wow. I could see how this is maybe a thing if somebody who maybe didn't have as many vitamins as I potentially had at the moment would react to that happening. I'm not saying that's the only time that's happened. There's been other flight attendants who have certainly done things in the past that have saved lives and helped the world. But there are also some, just like in any profession, that are seemingly power-hungry assholes. Is that what happened with Odell Beckham Jr.? And why is he not arrested is, that has to be the only reason, right? That has to be what happened. And is there any punishment coming on the back end there for the entire scene from the flight attendant? I mean, not arrested, not detained, got home in his own accord, like basically know nothing. So I don't know the answer, but I wondered all the same things. Like if his story is true, which we will never know, the world will never know whether or not this guy was willing to put his seatbelt on. I'm dying to know because what he says is, he was going to put his seatbelt on, and they were basically like, two eight, seatbelt's off, we're going in, or we're taking everyone else in. So I'm dying to know, like, was he willing to put his seatbelt on? Like, where were we? Like, I have a lot of questions. But it does seem that there was a situation where he was not in his 100% best state, I would say. He was out Maybe like a really light. tired would be like, my like guess. Like a light. Probably yeah. very tired. Five-hour um, flight. He had yeah. the blanket over his head. Um, seatbelt was not on. He was awoken. They described him as in and out of consciousness, which another way would be sleeping, uh, maybe or, or not. I don't know. Um, yeah, when I got arrested, they off. said I couldn't stand up on my own cord. They had me handcuffed sitting on the ground. What am I, a ninja warrior? I mean, what am I? Am I going to kip up on cement at 4 a.m.? I don't know. The way they worded it, though, was like this guy couldn't stand up. It's like my body. Act. I mean, I was, I was literally rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need our help? Yeah, I guess. Then they right in there. Couldn't stand on his own accord. It's like, no right. shit. Hey, you to break your arms and stand up. What am I, Beverly Hills Ninja, dude? What are we doing? Uh, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. And once again, this is not for all flight attendants. This, I, there are amazing flight attendants out there. I'm not saying that. But we have all, any of us who have traveled ever, okay, have experienced somebody that is put in a position of power that really loves it really enjoys it and flight attendants on some of those flights have a little power hungry badge and they're not trying to get you to the next destination they're trying to get you to listen to them yeah. during the flight to the next destination it's like you're in my world now fucking grandpa almost yeah. it's like jesus christ i'm so i'm thankful for what you're doing i can never um, do your job but relax please i mean this is like if you ever been in a stadium and like yes. you kind of are taking a last look at the field and the security can you just leave and i'm like <laughs> I really want to see the f- anyway. Um, I don't I've never done that, Wait, hold on. No, but I do. I do appreciate that. that. But yes, yeah, security I- people, same people, races, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. games, yellow coats, classic situation. Flight. Some flight attendants have the same yellow coat yeah. kind of demeanor in situations. That sounds like this is what happened. Not that I'm just automatically going to stick up for the player. Usually going to because why would Odell Beckham in this moment in his life want to fuck up? Right. I don't think he would want to no. fuck up right now. So I'm just going to take him at his word that like. This is bullshit yes. because it sounds like it to me. That's just me <sniffs> sniffing around from my own personal experience. Not that all flight attendants are bad. Happy to hear that. Nobody's dropping them, right? That's what I heard. 
Uh, I think it's all fine. I don't get the sense anything will affect any any free agency at all. What? Good. I'm happy. Other who have yes. traveled been like, yep. We were you on American Arrow? Yeah. Was it the? Yeah. Okay. We, we know. know. Hey, Dapper. Yeah, we Thanks, we know. Uh, Diggs, your question for Ian. All right, Ian. Who hates who more? Does Cliff hate Kyler more? Or does Kyler hate Cliff more? And is Cliff safe? Because that seems like a tumultuous situation. Uh, first of all, I think the relationship is a little better. I talked okay. to, let's just say, sources uh-huh. close to the situation there uh, <laughs> over the weekend. We were like, it was not good. It was tense. Nobody denied it was tense at all. When he stepped away with the hamstring or was forced to step away, they kind of got together, same page, and tried to figure it out. I'm I'm sure you're talking about the quote that Kyler said about Mm -hmm. basically we were effed schematically, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was talking about one specific play where the Chargers basically called them on it. Like the Chargers knew what was coming, beat them. It was the fourth and one. So on that play specifically was bad, but I think they are okay going forward. Um, was this your question about Cliff? Go ahead. Almost always, when someone gets a contract extension, they were safe the next year. Almost always, it's a ridiculous thing to ask. That said, the trajectory there is not great. And whoa, whoa. this is an owner who moved on from a coach after one year with a big contract and a quarter, first round quarterback after one year also. So I don't think anything's happening but i'm not going to say that that's a ridiculous question and it'll be something to monitor at least going forward okay so it sounds like your sources have told you like things better pick up here or that long-term contract that we gave to cliff kingsbury we also gave a long-term one to the quarterback so we're going to have to revisit it that's it hey that's a crucial piece of information that cliff kingsbury is probably just now learning from either the tweet that just got sent out or the show as a whole hey let's figure it out cliff good luck cliff. Cliff. you're super cool looking over there uh did the beef start with them whenever that contract clause went in there and did uh, kyler think that cliff was the reason why that contract clause of watching more film was in there is that why it started or how did this whole disagreement begin because you would think that the ownership wouldn't give extended to the quarterback uh, and the play caller head coach same year if there was ever beef. Did this just start this year, or how do we how do we get to this point, you think? They also have the same agent, by the way, just to spice it up a little bit. Oh, Eric. Eric Burkhart? Burkhart? Eric Burkhart, yep. Yeah, Twitter fame. He wrote the, uh, they yes. need to fucking pay us. Yes. That's right. Right before the combine. He wrote, he wrote that, that missive, remember, with the, the bold letters? Was it no all caps, right? Wasn't all caps? Uh, whatever it was, it was two days before Kaim uh, had to speak at the yeah. combine. It yes. was like quite a public chess play mm-hmm. in there. Uh, um, interesting, aggressive no, way to do business. Yeah. But oh yeah, I think, and it worked. To, to answer your question, I think it's always tense with Kyler. Like I don't think with Cliff's always very like he's works hard, but it's very chill. With Kyler, it's always tense. So like. I know we all, I mean, including me, like I did a thing on this this weekend. We're all kind of focused on that relationship. I would imagine it's going to be tense with any coach and Kyler because he wants what he wants. He sees what he sees. He's very demonstrative about it. And he's kind of curt a little bit, like quick and like, come on, like it's, he's very blunt. You know? Short very blunt. Sounds like he's a prick. Nice. I'm excited. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say short because he's also. Whoa! 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 He's also no, short. Can't do what you just did. Even. Ian's five four. You're five four. Let's let's remember that. We saw that at Super Bowl That's true. and when you walked in our office. <laughs> and you know your your little pal Mike Giardi. I just remember this with you yeah. talking about Kyler being short. Like Kyler would do this to you. 
rap. I just, you know what I mean? Kyler would do oh, this. Kyler would do this to you. <laughs> wow. Kyler would do this to you, and then Kyler would say, hey, you want to play tackle football? And then he would just fucking run you right over to, which I think sometimes you reporters forget. That part is true, yeah. Mike Giardi goes, I'm going to break my own rule, uh, and I'm going to talk about kickers for one of his little things. A rookie kicker who's this big is kicking for the Tennessee Titans. He's like, Giardi, I just – I looked into your bio. I don't think I ever seen you play any motherfucking sport. You want some broadcaster? That kicker who's this big would ragdoll you, Giardi. I just hope. I just hope you know that. I yeah. just want him to know that because you guys get a little bit too comfortable with your microphones. I think and the makeup and where you're at, what you can say, what you can't say. Let's remember that little guy more athletic in his foot than you have in your whole bar body, Giardi. Just something to think about. And then you, Kyler Short. What? Are, who are you? What? Right. Who are you, Rappaport? Who are no, no, you? No, I'm a, I'm a fellow Short. Oh, oh, okay. Now that does make sense, actually. Okay, so fuck off to Giardi then. Because there's no, you, you're good. You know, you're good I'll to tell do you it. this. You know, with all due respect to Giardi, uh, I was offended by that too. You I, know how, you know my crap. love for specialists. Yeah, all right. All right, Ian. Okay, Ty, last <laughs> question for you, and we appreciate you, buddy. Rap sheet, just to put a bow on the uh, Packers coaching situation, obviously LaFleur's not going anywhere, but uh, has right. enough happened this year that – Joe Barry's going to get shit canned and then switching gears slightly after what we saw yesterday with the Jets. Like, are they just going to go all in with Mike White now? Like, we're not going to see Zach Wilson play the rest of this year, right? They can't do that. Okay, first question first. I don't get the sense that Joe Barry's in as much trouble as some people think. Like, he should have sucked at his job. Oh, oh, but I think he's going to be okay. I'll tell you what's interesting to me they lost a lot of offensive. Brain power, I guess, in the offseason. Getsy went. Um, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett. Like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they add some things on offense rather than take away on defense, especially. And I don't know what's going to happen, but there is obviously a possibility that Hackett's available. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them add on offense there. Um, what was your other question? Mike White. Is- Mike White's the guy, right? Mike White, yeah. Um, I, they got to go with him until he looked great. Like go. that is a, love I know you always say like that is a dude. Like players love Mike White. Yeah, Mike they, White like, chance. He is a, yeah. He's probably the go. smartest guy in the room, and he guys love him. Um, they do want to get Zach out, Zach back out there. Oh. They have a plan for it. Why? Apparently, I just if you're keeping winning. I don't know how you change anything. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, Mike White put up, what, 400 against the Bengals last year. Yep. He didn't do as well against New England and Buffalo last year, but those are two of the top defenses in the NFL. Uh, he played against the Colts, and he had, like, a nerve thing wow. happen. He drove right down the field against the Colts on the first mm-hmm. drive, and then something happened in his forearm. He could no longer feel the ball, and they didn't know what it was. And oh, then his, right. his feeling came back right mm-hmm. after the game, like, immediately after i'm so thankful that happened because we would have lost to mike white probably last year everything about him like he just oozes moxie too whenever he talks whenever he acts the wink is just such like a clean depiction of what it feels like it is whenever he's in there for the new york market a guy that's been overlooked a guy that's had to overcome some things and has swagger i mean Feels like he's the perfect fit. I have a couple of Jets fans in my Rolodex on my phone. A lot of texts yesterday. Ow. Mike fucking White. That's all anybody was Same. saying. And uh, I don't know how Zach gets back into good graces there, Rap. Honestly, I have no idea how it happens. I, I don't know either. Uh, it's a great reality because if White was terrible, all we would talk about is when to get Zach back. So hopefully for them, uh, this is just the problem that they have, which is they can't put their – 
first-round quarterback back in because the other guy's so good. Remember when Jerry Jones uh, said, "What's going on over there?" as a fourteen-year-old, and then he also said, uh, <laughs> "And then he also said, uh, <laughs> I hope that the quarterback plays as good as he possibly can, so we have a quarterback controversy." Yep. You remember when he said that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then Cooper Cush did his thing. And then Cooper got hurt, and then Dak was able to come back immediately. Cooper got had a bad game and was able to come back immediately. Maybe that's what they're thinking for the Jets. Who knows how this is going to go with Mike White? We got to keep Zach up and positive. Hopefully, he'll learn and we'll keep him moving. We appreciate the hell out of you, Rap. You're the man. Take care, guys. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Rap Report. Yeah, it's a great analogy. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. The heck's going hey. on? <laughs> what? What's going on? Man, I cannot. That was wild. How'd they find that picture? I mean, how have they not? That's what I'm saying. Like, how do, are we Is that just- Snyder? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 110%. Oh. Speaking of Snyder, I have to correct something. Uh, Sean Taylor did wear soccer cleats before anybody else. Not. He did not wear the Copa Mundials. He wore Nike um, Total 90s. 90s. Yeah, which are they were a great shoe. You used to be able to really turn a ball. He could bend it like Beckham in those things. Oh, yeah. He used to wear those on the field. His daughter uh, actually said that she was most thankful that they put soccer cleats in there because it seemed as if they were thinking. Even though they were the wrong soccer cleats, he was ahead of the game. So I stand corrected there. He did wear soccer cleats before anybody else, which goes to even more of the importance of how fucking heady of a football player was ahead of his time he was how great he was uh for that to be a statue obviously commander's move but i was wrong on that so i'd like to get that corrected we learned a lot there from rap didn't we yeah a lot big thanks so what did you learn i learned that zach wilson's the next quarterback of the carolina panthers i learned it colts me sure cliff uh might be on a hot seat. Yeah, that's interesting for Cliff to learn. He just signed an extension. I assume that money's guaranteed, so he might be a pro golfer or a narco guy in the yeah. house. Yeah. Maybe right. be OC get... in Nebraska. They lose to the Chargers because Staley does a Staley thing and goes for two. Oh, Big yeah. time win. I was thinking if the Chargers lose that game. Staley. Oh, oh yeah. Staley. Yeah. 100%. Maybe, maybe out the door today. And then all of a sudden, boom, end of the game, Herbert and the boys do their thing, get to pick up a big two-point conversion, get a win. I love that move. I love that call. Uh, joining us now is a man who, you know, I got to see two times in the last four days nice. in person. Pretty lucky. This dude rode his serial one bike six miles to dinner on Friday night, 50 <laughs> degrees raining. Really? Of course. Yeah, because he lives close to Columbus, six miles away from Columbus where we were having dinner. He rode his bike. I'm sure he's got 45 cars. He's number five overall pick. I'm sure every dealer in town has given him a rental to drive around for free. Rode his serial one bike six miles. It showed up, obviously, a little bit wet, drenched, shut down, had his meal. Then he hops off on that thing, rides through the people, and he's out of there. One of the best machines of a human of all time. Mm -hmm. He's an Ohio State legend. He's got their fucking dicks kicked in by oh, Michigan. Yeah, again, another oh, year. No. Got out physical by a team up north. Sorry about it. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. They just got oh, their yeah. dicks kicked in by the Philadelphia Eagles. Tough. It's good. That's tough. He's one of the toughest people of all time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Everything you're associated with A.J. is getting out tough, out physical. Yeah. It's a tough day to be in Ohio, and it's a tough day to be A.J. Hawk. Great to see you, pal. Yeah, it's a tough weekend, I guess, for, for a couple of the former teams that I played with. But uh, I don't know. Brighter times ahead, I hope. We'll see. <laughs> it was great seeing you on Friday night, getting a chance to chat with you. Taylor Lewan was also at dinner with us, Herb Street and the boys. It was a cool convo there, Jeff Ruby's. Herb Street has the Kirk Herb Street roll on the menu. Yeah. We ordered three of them. 
uh, we'll take three of the Herb Street rolls from the Herb Street family ordered. We'll take three of the Herb Street rolls. And I was like, <laughs> hold on. What is that? Is that off? It's right there. Fucking front page. Jeff Rubin's Steakhouse is everywhere. I guess there's one in Nashville, yeah. Ohio, Texas, or all over the place. The Herb Street rolls, delicious. Oh. I mean, absolutely. Not just put his name on one that is shit. Or put his name, had the whole thing, ate a nice dinner. AJ had a steak and asparagus. Okay. What? Okay. Hey. Hold Chicken on. Chicken and rice, a wow. little bit of a curveball. Huh? Feel yeah. good Friday, having one of those. Did you tell It was AJ? great to see you, AJ. What were you going to say? Did you inform AJ? Like, hey, I, I don't know what Bobby Carpenter told you, but you can still get a DUI on that fucking bike, even though like it's... Like, on a serial one? Yeah. The, the pedal assist? Yeah, I know the law. I know the law. Nick, you remember we were up in Canada, saw a guy get a DUI on a motorized wheelchair? Oh, oh yeah. Yikes. Sitting Tough up day. high, sitting up high, rolling through a crowd of people right outside of Boston Sports, I think, um, which out. is in the new part, I think, or old part. Uh, I haven't been up there in a long Clifton time. Clifton Hill. Clifton Hill. Great. There's a casino there. He's lucky the Mounties didn't take him down. Well, they got off their horses, mm-hmm. grabbed him off. No. Oh, geez. Did they do with him out of the chair? Put him in. Did, did they write in the report he, he couldn't was, stand up? Or? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> like the, I don't know if they did that to kind of <laughs> pump up the numbers yeah. on the police report so that when people read it later, it sounds worse. He was, I mean, that guy was an asshole. That was a guy who was a drunk asshole on a motorized wheelchair, though. He was running into people's like, he was giving people like heelies, oh, you know, boy. like running up to he people. He was just healing. Yeah, he's just healing out there. He was. He was being a heel. Yeah, I've seen him get arrested on one of those. You had a couple alcoholic drinks. Did you get pulled over on the way home? Or was somebody like, oh, it's 50 degrees. It's obvious this guy is intoxicated riding this bike (laughs) six miles back home. Did that happen at all, or did you get home safe? No, I got home safe, and I, I may have had a couple of whiskeys, but I was wow. out of the limit. So I, I understand the law, but I was definitely bobbing and weaving. There was a hockey game that was happening at the arena next door, basically. So on the way there, I, I was at a uh, uh, you know little stop, stop walk or whatever, a little crosswalk with about 400 other people, and I'm right in the middle of my, on my bike, and they're all cruising around just looking at me. So it was fun, though, man. And I'm then what? I was and then what? Tired. I was tired going into dinner, so it kind of woke me up. I was glad. Okay, and then what? When you were sitting there? And you're around a bunch of people. I think you had directions on your phone on your left hand. What happened? Did something happen no, there? No, you're talking earlier in the trip. Uh, there's a, a little pub I was driving by, and I had my directions. I, I don't know how to get there. Obviously, it was six and a half miles away, so I'm using GPS on my phone. So I put it on a little, like, uh, I got a little holder deal on my that bike right there. That bike is very nice. Thank you, guys. Bruce Serial Bro, One is a great company. It's pedal assist. Six miles is not six miles on the Serial One bike, but when it's 50 degrees, too, also a little bit of a miserable experience. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't about like the physical. Like I wasn't trying to get a good workout. It was, you know, it's it's pedal assist, so I'm still pedaling as hard as you want. Like I was rolling on the way home, but no, I I got my phone out to try to change. I have my little earbuds in, listen to tunes. Try to change it, drop it in the crosswalk, in be- right outside the Naughty Pine, the bar, and they're all sitting there watching me try to fumble around. Is that AJ? Is that AJ Hawk? This is in Columbus, Ohio, where this guy is the face of. You know what I mean? They like, had no I'm, idea, like anything. Say. No one knew. Oh, they, they, as soon as they saw that jaw, they just saw a person. Like, is that AJ? That's AJ Hawk. And then he was fumbling with his fingers, obviously, of course, so with that. gloves on, <laughs> fumbling for the phone there. And then he gets back on. And uh, the only reason I know that happened because I asked, you know, I was like, how was the trip? A little adversity outside Naughty Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck this is the naughty body? He's like, drop the phone from about 400 people. Had to get it back while they were all eyeballing me. I saw him eyeballing me, got through it, got the phone, got back. And I just started like dying laughing, thinking about this fucking meathead being like, good drive. It's only six and a half miles, though. Might as well get a little extra workout in on Friday night after Thanksgiving, do the whole thing. I appreciate you stopping by. Did you enjoy yourself uh, on game day? I thought you did great. I thought you mm-hmm. sounded really smart when you made your picks. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I hit on like maybe two of my picks of the 10 I believe I made. I think it was it was a tough <laughs> weekend for picks for me, but I had a great time. Honestly, it was fun. Thank you for guys for having me. It was awesome sitting up there next to you and Coach Lee Corso. I got to sit in that. Like, I've, I've spent a little bit of time around him like 10, 15 years ago. It was awesome to, to be back with him and obviously Kirk and Reese and Dez. Like, I made sure to tell them all, like, you guys are good, man. You guys are all very, very professional. I'm, I'm impressed. 27 years Curb Street's been doing that show. 30, I think, uh, Lee's been doing it. God damn. Long, long time. time. Think about how long that is. That is long, long. So did he go straight from I don't, straight from coaching straight on to game day? I think so, yeah. I, I, I would assume yeah. that would be the case. He's 87. Beat Montana a week ago. Yeah. Montana was four, four degrees or whatever. Yeah, unreal. A lot of people on the internet, why are they putting Lee Corso out there? Why are they so cold? Poor man. Beat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually was thinking the same thing a couple times. I saw him. I'm like, this, this is the one that we – I mean – I don't know old people that well. I, my grandparents passed away and exited my life whenever I was very young. So I don't have a lot of relationships with older folks. I don't really understand older folks that much. I've gotten a chance to chat with a couple vets, you know, whenever I do military stuff. And the stories are fantastic. And I assume there's a lot of wisdom that I've missed out on. But I just like everybody, like I saw people on Twitter asking that question. And I was like, valid question? Yeah, that is a valid Does question. Does he want to be there, though? I would assume it's his choice. Yes, that's what I was about to say. I don't know if Lee Corso is like any other... Old, older person on earth though this dude still scoots like 87 years old scooting around places hello patrick mcafee like a full full hello every time like his energy i'm like damn i don't think i'm making it past 50 this guy's 80 full career after the age of 50 yeah. still going at 87 so i think he wanted to be there. he beat it you know he beat montana no big deal it was great to have you there there was a couple moments i um you know it stunk that we weren't in front of a the crowd you know what i mean yeah yeah, we're in the stadium. We're actually in the Michigan heard that. fans' home yeah. section. Yeah. Okay, so I think because Fox had the game, they had the other side. Mm-hmm. So where game day was the last time I was with game day, when Ohio State had a game, it was on the other side coming out of the ramp where the drum major comes sprinting down yeah. or whatever. You came down that, and then it would be to the right is where game day was whenever we were there. Zita, you remember that? Yeah, that was when I was just dropping in, dropping out, like kind of a part of it. They felt obligated to invite me because I think people told them to invite me. Didn't really know what spot I should have on the show, though. So it was kind of an interesting thing there for a bit. Told them don't feel obligated to put me on. I'm already doing Mondays in New York, uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday in Indianapolis, Thursday on the road in the back of a box truck, Friday back in Indianapolis, like – it's okay if I don't do it. They were always very nice to me, but it used to be on that side. So we're on the other side, right? We're on the left side out of the tunnel. It was the Michigan family section we were sitting in. That was an interesting little, that was an interesting little thing. You know, that was a... Uh, they asked me if I wanted to go up there. Well, I guess so I did uh, like a little quick interview beforehand, and they said, hey, we're, you can do, we haven't really like done this like this with guest picker, I guess, like try to like intro you in. So she said we could stand right here or you can go stand in the Michigan section if you want and, and make it like a fun thing if I'm like standing in the middle of all the Michigan fans, I guess. And I was like, I don't know if that's really my specialty. I could just do it right here. I was walking around a lot during the show. There was a couple of things I wasn't a part of and there was really no direction on where I should stand. So I just started like walking around. Couldn't hear the show. Couldn't see the show. I just started chatting with people. Ran into Brain and Bean down there. Nice. Me and Brain and Bean at about before the game kicked off during warmups. Had probably a five to seven minute conversation about hit I thanked him ten times. I was like, Man, thank you so much for fucking coming on our show. Like 
I really appreciate you coming on our show. Like, he is – that's a big deal. We have no relationship with the Bills. He's awesome, too. He's great on the show. So good. I did not play for the Bills. You did not play for the Bills. It's not like we know a lot of people on the Bills, but the Bills have been so fucking kind to our show. Like, so kind to our show. We are so thankful, and we hope Vaughn's okay. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be full scans, and who knows when we'll get to chat with him next. He's been fantastic. It's been great learning about them. They're a fucking great team. Mm-hmm. Their fan base is awesome, and they've been so nice to us. So I told – I made sure I told Brandon Bean that, like – Three times during our conversation, because I was just standing there aimlessly, you know, like in the background, literally no clue what to do with myself. And everybody kind of had groups. So people would come up and like start talking to me and then they would like drift away and I'd just be standing there by myself. So Bean comes over, like hits me and he goes, uh, Brain and Bean. And I, I like was kind of in a, holy fuck. Of course you're here. What are you doing? Hey, good to see you. We start chatting. He gave me the list of all the people he's scouting in warm-ups, what he was looking for, how he goes about trying to find guys at positions. That was like a seven-minute convo in the middle of that. Then I see, like, uh, I saw JT Barrett. I saw Beanie. I, I got a chance to, like, chat with – this is in warm-ups. Uh-huh. Like, game day's going on. The other one's going on. I'm just, like, standing in a spot where people are just walking through. I'm chatting with the ROTC. I chatted with, <laughs> I think – I think I chatted with some very important people during this whole thing. It was a moment. It was like quite a – I think you made the right decision not going into the Michigan fans, but I think if you would have done something from the sideline, it was a – there was people everywhere there. I mean, that was awesome to yeah. see. Is it always like that, Ohio-Michigan, or is it always like that, Ohio State games? Uh, Ohio State games, definitely, like it's usually pretty packed sidelines, but that, that will be the most packed all year, obviously, a Michigan game when it lines up like that when they're both undefeated. So, yeah, it's, I, I had a feeling it would be like that, and it was super cool, awesome flyover as well. Like, oh. everything was really nice. Harris Ford and Birds flyover. Yeah. Three tight one on top. They were coming. A little late. A little late. What was that? Was that a timing? Was it? Was that, was that the sign of uh, miscommunication on the, in the Ohio side Whoa. from the beginning? You know, because normally – and I'm not judging anybody. All of these people that do this are much smarter than me, much tougher than me, much more educated, all of those things. Normally, though, that is something that is orchestrated in time. Hey, we're going to start this at this time. And then the planes have been given a heads up when they are to pass over this point of Earth at that time. So I don't know if something happened a little slower or not. But they came. I thought there was no flyover, which made me go, oh. Wait a minute. It's weird. No flyover. No. Then it kind of like settled down a little bit. And then... That those four, hey, that was a. Fuck. They were low. They were low. They were low and nice. It was cool. It was. I was happy they were on our side. If that mean, if that mean, <laughs> you're flying out over somebody that we're not on the same side. It's like, that's a powerful fucking piece of machinery right there, flying very low. Four of them, very loud. But yeah, maybe they saved it so people would get a second. You know, let the song surprise mm-hmm. a little, and then we're coming in with the. The noise. The, the big one. subwoofer in the back. I mean, yeah. it was fucking big. And then your team just got out physical, out toughed, out banned, out strategized. Or strategized. Yeah. What, what's that all about? Why'd that happen, you think? We were both wrong. I don't know. It was, it was a tough game. Like, honestly, I felt like, I felt like okay, they're going to figure it out. Like, eventually you're going to figure things out. But then Michigan, man, like, they just big play after big play after big play. Like, they couldn't stop them. That kid had a massive day, JJ. And we yeah. thought that, um, you know, the play action could be a pretty big deal for him mm-hmm. if he was able to hit on him. He fucking hit on him. Yeah. This kid was yeah. supposed to come in and make Michigan a more explosive offense because of how talented he is. Then the offense just became run, run, run. They put up 419 on Penn State. People forget this. 419 <clears throat> yards rushing against Penn State earlier in the Big Ten matchup. And everybody just thought that was because Penn State was terrible. And then they didn't really play anybody else to play Colorado 
State. I think they played uh, UMass, maybe Hawaii. Yep. They played like nobody other than Big Ten. So this Ohio State game was literally their biggest test. Like, what are they? Like, yeah, they're able to bully people, but are they really bullying anybody? Penn State, what is Penn State? You know, like that's actually what people said. And then a week prior to uh, against Illinois, almost lose, Illinois yeah. also a bully team. So like first team they got to play against that had some bodies and did some things they struggled with. I'll tell you what. I do not think Illinois is the norm for that team. I think Illinois was an anomaly. I think what Michigan has will face well in the college football playoff. I think they got it. I think they got they got a team. I knew going in, like yeah. I heard I heard a lot about their offensive line coming into the game. Like, hey, these dudes, they play very well together. They're mean. They will push the pile. Like they they win the line of scrimmage a lot and yeah, we saw it. We saw it happen for sure. And then J.J. makes some throws, and then their defense was mm-hmm. humming, yeah. flying yeah. around. They looked like they were in a different there gear. There wasn't a whole lot open, man. I was sitting, like, I was watching, like, I had a good angle to see, like, a little bit up high, like, in a box for, for part of it. And Ooh! I'm watching. Like, man, wow. Was that yeah. Wexies? Was Damn. Was oh, that Wexies? I, no, I, you know, I, I find General Bob, and I just slide on in with me and my four <laughs> kids and my wife, wherever Bob was. Yeah, I asked him, I'm like, where are you watching the game? Because I didn't have, there was no real plan. I didn't really know uh, where I was allowed to stand and did not want to get kicked off the field. Like, that is last, you never want to be seen saying, hey, you're not allowed to be. Never want to be in a place no. that I'm potentially not allowed to be at just because it's so uncomfortable. It's so awkward for yeah. all parties. Like, don't want to be a part of it. So I didn't know what the deal was. So I asked AJ, I'm like, uh, where are you watching the game? He goes, I'll probably sneak in one of these boxes around here. And I was like, sneak in? What do you mean? He goes, what? well, you know, General Bob will just talk us into one, and then the kids will come in, eat the buffet, we're just gonna, and then we'll just go to the next box or whatever. I'm like, this is awesome. And his wife goes, we never have a plan. We, the only thing we have passes for <laughs> is for this moment right here, and then we got to figure it out with four kids going ahead. It was banana. It works out, though. Every single time it works out for you, I guess. That's how, was, that's how Ohio State is. Oh, it, it did this time. Yeah, we have s- seats outside, but we would have had to put our two youngest on our laps and all that, and it's super cramped, so we wanted to Never figure out, okay, how can we do this way. in a better way. Well, congrats to Ohio being great host, everybody. Yeah. Wow. If you're a Including hawk. the Michigan Wolverine. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat your ass. So everything I said about Ohio State, I am now taking and saying about Michigan and adding, oh, they're tougher than you two. So <laughs> Perfect. that's what I'm going to add, and uh, I'm excited for it. What's the chant? What's the song you guys sing? We don't Carmen, give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan. We don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. Because we're from Ohio. With the wheels on the bus. How come you never told us about that? How come I had to learn that? I'm when I was out know that. Good for you. I'm glad you know that. Started. I do my research. That's how oh, I started yeah. game day. Sorry, Mike was open. I know, you're, you're professional. I am pretty good at what I do. You know, I got interrupted a little bit. I think I slid on a word or two, but I enjoy those moments. I enjoy learning about the towns that we go to. How come you didn't tell us that that is the state song? I, I did not know that that was the state it's song. It's not the state oh, song, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely yeah, it something that people like to sing, for sure. Excluding we're the people. It's the state song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about a little bit of NFL news. Your buddy Aaron Rodgers, our buddy Aaron Rodgers, obviously last night they lose to the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles continue to prove everything we just said about that Michigan team, very similar to this Eagles team. They're tough. They're hard-nosed. They're smart. They're cerebral. The defense 
flies around. They got a dude named Blankenship who went to Western Kentucky who comes in, disguises a single high, then cuts off, inter- intercepts one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Seemingly, I don't want to say outwitting Aaron, but certainly Aaron sees this guy, undrafted rookie, come in for CJGJ, immediately think this part of the field should be pretty good for us to attack. And they did. They scored a touchdown in that area. But they go back there. Blankenship sells deep and then cuts off something, reading the quarterback the entire time. Undrafted fucking rookie. You got that guy playing like that? That just tells me that the entire defense, the entire coaching staff is fucking great, let alone Sirianni being the dog that he is. He gets so mad about everything that happens to his players. Him motherfucking about Lane getting cut downfield was awesome to see because you would hope that your coach would act that way. He seems to be all the way about it. And Jalen Hurts, un fucking believable ability to know what to do when to do it it's not like he's just running just to run it's whenever the best option is to run he'll run when the best option is to throw he'll throw he's young i don't think anybody could have expected this type of production from this guy he's obviously in the mvp conversation going into the year it was like the eagles are great if their quarterback could play well people didn't even know if jalen hurts was good at football coming into this season now he's taking over games he's dominant and he's fun to watch and your packers aj we're on the receiving end of it. What are your thoughts on it all, and how impressed with this Eagles team are you? Jeez. Look how good I mean, how do you how do you stop this guy? That first third and ten, or like on the first drive that he goes, yeah. and gets the first down. Like he just makes so many nice little subtle moves. Where I'm like, man, what do we get? Like, what do you do? Pump how fake. do we stop yeah, this dude? Like, Wiggle. Oh. Gets an extra 25 yards on the run that he wouldn't normally get. And his base, special. 600-pound squat, you can't just arm tackle him. Mm-hmm. Like, what this one, whenever he turns sideways at the end here, whoop, Ooh, right man. there. Oh. Like, that takes down most quarterbacks, right? Because yeah. their base oh, yeah. isn't as strong. He just knees right through the fucking thing. I'm off and running. See you later. Not going to bring me down. Like, he's a durable runner. He's a power back who runs fast and also can throw the ball all over the place. Sirianni knows it, recognizes it. And I love, like... This team is awesome. I'm a fucking big fan of that Philadelphia Eagles program. How could you not be? I mean, it's fun to watch their O-line. I love watching Kelsey. He's always out front, always like just second level, third level, run, run into anybody he can find. Like their whole offensive line, they're, they're just a fun team to watch top to bottom. Their defense as well. Well, they might be dead. They didn't pick up a third and one or a fourth and one. So, uh oh, uh oh, is there a little bit of something going on in Philly? That was a hundred percent against everybody. All of a sudden, against his Packers defense, not able to pick it up. That was early in the game. Obviously, they go on to win the game and sure. be very proficient and pick it up later in the game. But <laughs> that's scary. You talked to uh, AQ. You talked to AQ. What that was crazy when Kelsey felt he could tell that Jalen didn't completely grab the ball in the fourth and one, I believe, and he held onto it as he was still going forward. Uh, so tomorrow will be in the trenches with AQ Shipley. He's obviously a massive fan of Jason Kelsey as the center, and that Eagles team has been telling us about him since literally the week one about this Eagles team. I think, and he'll he'll explain it more, and I assume Jason will explain it on the New Heights podcast with Travis Kelsey, which is an incredible show. I'm happy they're doing that. It is very good. I think guard jumped. Kelsey felt obligated to snap it. Jalen didn't know it was coming yet. Kelsey, as he's snapping, goes, oh, shit, Jalen might not know or might not be in there yet, so he hangs on to it. So I think it was Jason Kelsey potentially trying to save a false start while also trying to save a fumble. It, personally, that's what I think as I was watching it's Amazing it. play. Amazing, amazing play. I know they didn't, they didn't get it, but it's still amazing play. Him driving forward with his hand attached to his own yeah. ass is just <laughs> unbelievably Sweet. athletic. That's what they could do that nobody else can do because he's so nimble and athletic. Former running back. He just has the ability to – they're awesome. He's everywhere. 
He is. Yeah, he, but like when they pull him around, it's almost like, okay, Kelsey's going to get one guy. If Sanders or Hurts or whoever he's pulling for is going to make one miss, and it's a 20-yard gain. It felt like they did that 10 times against the Packers. What also. happens when we ask Sirianni what a dog is, and he said it's Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey is a dog. Now, he's singing in a Christmas special album uh, the Philadelphia Eagles put together. Mm-hmm. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Great voice. Good pipes. Yeah, yep. good bass. Guy from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Great, great voice. Um we thought he was retiring. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. There was a thought he was retiring. Then he <laughs> drinks that beer and he says, no, nah, I'm coming back actually. What? And he helped handpick the next center, right, who mm-hmm. they drafted. Yeah. He like helped them scout for it and everything. I wonder if how dominant he has been this year changes anything for the future for Jays. Like, I hope we continue to watch him play football for a long time. And this team, I think he's a massive part of it, has to feel like, hey, the next five – Next five years, this team might be, you know what I mean? And on the complete flip side of that, Packers. Man. What's going on with Aaron? Have you talked to him this morning? Did you say, hey, how's the oblique? How's the midsection? Obviously, you knew that his thumb was fractured since week five and didn't tell Mm -hmm. us. Like, what do you know? How do you know it? And what do you think the future looks like for the Packers? All-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hawk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't really pressed my sources too much. I know he's, I know he's a bit banged up. It all, it all depends on what happens today in his scans, doesn't it? Didn't Ian tell you guys that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you were what also told What could it show, that? though? What right. could it show to shut him down? Like, let's say he wants tell to play us. through it. What could it show that he has to be, get shut down? Please? You tell us what you would say uh, if he asked for your opinion, obviously, which will probably happen, or you will give yours. So if you want to play, play in the game. Play in the next game if what you want to play. What if his spleen's lacerated? Yeah. Well, what if they? Well, if his, spr- his spleen is lacerated, they might have to go in and do some surgery right away. But if they don't have to do that, we would you know. think you can go out there and play, do it. That's what he said last night, why he left and couldn't come back in, because he thought he had a collapsed lung. It turns out he does not have a collapsed lung. But then Ian said if there are multiple fractures potentially, then that would be something where the Packers would be kind of forced to. Okay, can we talk about this real quick? Let's do some biology. Here we go. Yes. Rib cage. Yes. Then there's that thing that can get sprained, right? Remember this happened to Herbert, I think. Oh, yeah. Sprained the thing that is like the inner lining of your rib cage. Cartilage? Cartilage, Cartilage, yeah. I think the cartilage in there, you can sprain that, and then there's the lung underneath Mm -hmm. that. So when the rib fractures, it goes through the cartilage into lung potentially, and that's like why we don't fuck with it. And also, that's why they just tape it and just hope that it grows back at some point. That's the ribs in a nutshell, right? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I think. I think so. I yeah. think because they tape you, it. What do you mean they that. tape it and hope it grows back? Don't they just tape your shit and they're like, yeah, just yeah. this will act as a rib cage for you here, but we just need it to yeah. hopefully heal you back. Have to in. Wait. It's kind of like the collarbone, right? Like you can't put any. You, you can only really put a sling on it. First rib and cartilage. Right. I mean, obviously, they're there to protect your vital organs, but I don't know what it means. Like, what's a fractured rib? Can, like a cracked rib? What's the difference in all of that? Yeah, and if it's like rib 10 down there, what can that affect as opposed to rib? Because he got hit high, back. right? It was a little bit yeah. high. Yeah, yeah. It was like six or five here, mm-hmm. probably four maybe. Right mm-hmm. nipple. I see that have the right nipple diagrammed on there for some reason. Yeah, yeah no left nipple though, spot. just in case. Fell off. Don't want to judge anybody. Feel awkward. Aaron was rubbing his nipples that one day. Yeah, when he was warming up. Actually, he was rubbing like <laughs> yeah. he was actually rubbing like rib six. Yeah, mm-hmm. rib, rib six. <laughs> a little low on it. We were really looking at it, but you're right. There was a little nipple rub. So I wonder what it could be because Aaron, no matter what anybody says about him, tough son of a bitch. Tough son Absolutely, like yeah. old school football player. Throwback. He, he's a hippie. You know, he has his own thoughts. He does his own thing. He's smarter than you are. He's definitely a nerd, 
Like that is something that happens. But prides himself on being old school, throwback, tough quarterback. That's why he still wears the linen or cotton yeah, thing and flips it up. That's why he plays the way he does. He just he rarely ever misses any games. It's just like he is a durable guy. Has his age caught up to him? Is that why the thumb broke? Is that why potentially, who knows, he is 38. I mean, that's an old body. Uh, but I don't think he's just sitting out for no reason. You know, I don't think he's choosing to not play on a Sunday night football game for no reason. So I'd assume the scans are going to say something. Right? They were speculating that play was the one that because uh, that was the sack the last time he was hit, I believe, before he left the game. He did one more drive after this. This one yeah, didn't they checked him like, out after this, right? Did yeah, they but, check him out after this, and then he came out after the next drive? Do you think it happened earlier, and then this maybe did something? Because this, I, I mean, I don't want to. I thought the same thing. I don't want to undersell anything. I don't know how this would be a rib, especially with the shots we've seen Aaron take. We're just ju- judging strictly. Get like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it might have yeah, already been. Might have something like, might have jostled happened. from earlier, and then that Fletcher kind of Cox just, got yeah. him earlier in the game, and he kind of landed on him a little bit, yeah. so that maybe could have. Yeah, I wonder. There. We're hopefully going to get all these answers tomorrow, which is good. But they were alluding to never watching Aaron Rodgers play football again. Yeah. I'm like, well, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, what the mm-hmm. hell? Should have yeah, enjoyed that a little they're bit. They're writing more. him straight off like we were watching him sail into the sunset or something, I felt like. And then they're like, should they pull him, start building for the future with Jordan Love, even if he can play? It's like, damn. Jeez. <laughs> damn. And besides the picks, no, they are picks, but he was throwing the ball as well last night as he had in a while. Yeah, yeah the deflection obviously going to be tough. And then Blankenship, there's no way he thought that fucking undrafted rookie. No chance. As yeah. soon as that undrafted rookie started doing that, Aaron's like, okay, thank you. That guy's out of the play. Goes to the next person. Like, he says he starts at the front, right? He says he reads the line, yeah. see mm-hmm. what the coverage could be. Sees that, sees that. Sees an undrafted rookie start backpedaling. That guy's gone. Let me check this guy. Boom. I assume that's going to be what he says about it. He'll probably give massive compliments to Blankenship. He played five years at Western Kentucky in the same defensive system, allegedly. So his five years of college experience, vastly different than in the NFL. But allegedly, he has a lot of experience in said defense, so he kind of knows the intricacies of it a little bit, which – was obvious last night on that mm-hmm. particular play. Shout out to him for getting an all-time great. Uh, but I'll be excited to hear what it all happens with the guy. Well, and he did tell us a couple weeks ago that, like, the thumb, like, it hurts, but it, it I can't remember which game it was, but he said it only affected me on maybe, like, one or two or three throws, whatever it was. And last night, you could tell the first pick he threw the deflection was kind of wobbly, and he threw it a little bit behind where it ricocheted off Slay's helmet. Like, there are a couple of those like that where it's like, oh, yeah, you wonder if, like, the thumb bothered him on that. But then he turns around, and some of those touchdown God. passes he's, he's throwing, yeah, he's yeah. just throwing seeds. So it's like, it's tough. And the one Aaron Jones, too, was like yeah. an old-school Aaron yeah, scramble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like he had some of his moxie back, too, last night. Yeah. Big time. It was nice. And, and Bakhtiari was playing the whole game. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about it? Mm-hmm. They could have won the game. They oh, could have yes. won. Absolutely. The whole team, it looked like. They were just a brand-new team there. But instead, they lose the Eagles. And now, this yeah. guy's retiring. Never going to see him play football again. Uh, and they should bench him. I'm excited to hear what happens tomorrow, and I'm excited to hear what comes from the scans. Let's talk about some other games around the NFL. This 49ers defense held the Saints. Shut up. Now, listen, the Saints defense also did their thing against the 49ers offense, which I guess could uh, come into question down the road on can the Niners win? Is the offense good enough to win a Super Bowl? You get Christian McCaffrey, so obviously he becomes a weapon. You have, you know, George Kittle catching some balls again. It seems like he's going to be a nice safety blanket, hopefully, for Jimmy G as they go on. But this Niners defense is going to be legendary, huh? Is it going to be one of the defenses that people talk about for a long time, you think, A.J.? 
I mean, I think you should. I, I've been on the, the Fred yes. Warner bandwagon forever. I was pointing him out to my kids yesterday. I'm like, watch 54, man. The dude is all over the field. Like, he's just – he's so good. And I, that's just one piece of that whole puzzle. Their defense is so good. D'Amico Ryans, it's awesome to see him getting juiced on the sidelines too when they're making plays like this. But, but they're probably going to want to – have to score more than 13 points at some point in the playoffs, I'm guessing. Yeah, and if 83 yeah. hangs on to the ball there, that's a touchdown. <laughs> it's a much different mm-hmm. game. It's 13-7. All of a sudden, the vibes are different. But it seems like the great defenses always figure out when they need to say when, and the ball always seems to bounce their way. You know, like that always seems to be something that happens with the great teams. The most prepared teams always seem to be the luckiest as well for whatever reason. The Niners get a win against the Saints. Offense doesn't look great. You like the Niners long term still? Yes, I absolutely like like the Niners and like the what they have done previously in the playoffs too. Like I think Jimmy G and that team kind of knows how to win when it matters. Okay, so the Vikings are back. Oh yeah, right. They yep. beat the in the let's just talk about the NFC. Rams, come on, man. Terrible. Absolutely stink. Come on, man. Sean McVay, oh. that shot he took. Oh my goodness! Right Dude. on the chin. Are you kidding Nightmare. me? Like, is he the toughest guy ever? All time. I don't know how he right, right in the how. chin. That's a straight like knockout cold shot he took. Yeah, yeah. he got hit in the button by a shoulder pad yeah. by an NFL guy running with also a microphone there to add to the force. Like <laughs> it, it, he got hit with a punch with the mic with the shoulder pad force behind it. The guy that didn't even stop after just. Debo and your head coach, well, let's get him the fuck out of the building. I mean, unless he just hates McVay, which we need to maybe look into a little bit more. I'm sure he wouldn't not know that that happened. And maybe, yeah. maybe he was trying to get as far away from it as possible. But whenever he didn't stop, I thought to myself, whoa, are the Rams? Are the, what the hell's going on What's here? going on with the Rams? Oh, That's a head coach that just got blown up and nobody even stopped to see if he was okay. Aside from a couple coaches, the guy that hit him just keeps on fucking jogging on the field. Not even a, oh my God. Yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Not even one of those. Like, he I couldn't saw, have known. He couldn't have known it was a head coach. Really? Watch. He's scrambling like, Boom. oh! Jeez. Even if you don't know. Dude, just a customary he didn't look apology. Back. He did. He did a little pixie, but Obviously, he's late to get on the field for something. Yeah, special teams play probably, if we had to guess, seems like that would be what a, a scramble. Right in the chin. Boom! Oh, his man. face. Whiplash, broken neck, everything. Bro, his face, just his face moved like that guy who got kicked in the mouth at UFC. Ooh. If they had this thing in slow-mo with like an 8K camera, I bet his face is compressed from that shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom! Crushed. Puts the headset back on. Yeah. Moves forward. Doesn't get knocked off his feet at all. This would be this would be called to the um, the un the unconnected uh, neuro the UNI. Oh yeah. Oh the doctor. The what is it? Unaffiliated. Yeah, unaffiliated. Neurological consultant. uh, Whatever it is. Yeah, the guy, the person that took care of Tua. Yeah. Bingo. Yes. That's how Correct. we learned the name of the person whenever that person fucked up and got fired. That's how we learned what the official, because we always just assumed there was an independent oh. neurologist. It's called an unaffiliated blah, 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 blah. If that happens on the field, they're pulling Sean into the blue tent. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you sure you're okay? Yeah. I mean, you didn't fall. You didn't drop the ball. You just got hit right on the button that we're talking about. it. Sean McVega eats it, spits it out, puts a headset back on, thought his commentating career was in jeopardy. He's allegedly been offered 15 to $20 million to go into the booth, which I think we're going to see a lot sooner than later with how this whole Rams thing is going. And I thought maybe that was going to bounce his back, cause the rest of the game. Now they lose. They are not good. 
But he's a tough son of a bitch. I think we all need to start recognizing that a little bit more about McVay. Can you imagine how fucking sore he is today? Neck. Mm-hmm. Hey, neck. His wait. head is probably so swollen. Like, he's probably he's eating out of a straw for the next week. Jeez, they stink. Why? I like Perkins. I thought he made some plays. He's I had no sweet. idea what to yeah. expect from Perkins at all, a quarterback. Saw Cam Makers get a little loose sure. every once in a while. But aside from that, I don't know what's going on. Why do they suck so bad? Dude, they're three and eight. And it's like the whole division, right? The whole division aside from the Niners is kind of underperforming. I guess the Seahawks are much better than we thought. But the Cardinals and the Rams both stink, whereas, you know, last year they both went to the playoffs. And I think going into this year, at least, we thought that one of those two were going to be in it. Now, I think if this season had gone differently for the Rams, we'd understand a loss to the Chiefs because they look fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Very good. But just adding a Chiefs loss into the resume – Alongside everything else that's going on over there, are they gonna? Yeah, no huh? first rounders. Something's good. is Stafford gonna come back this year? Is he gonna come back ever? Do we know anything? Different reports. So if Stafford conflicting, I didn't know that. Is that really? There happen? was like there, I saw a report early that said Stafford was likely to be shut down, and then I, I think Ian reported that he was that uh, seems like he's all right. Why like, would he? We miss that. Well, just like forgot about we're it. Literally just talking to him. Oh yeah. But it doesn't matter. They're fucking three and eight. Yeah, that's why, why I just assume back? why would he come? He's already had two concussions this year. Like what? And, and then Cooper Cup's out. What? Just like everybody said on TV last night, is that the last time? I think he's done. We see Aaron Rodgers play football again. Are we too big of a program at this stage to say? Are we never seeing Matthew Stafford in an NFL uniform ever again? Is this how this whole thing ends? Is it not a forced decision, but pretty much a forced decision? The universe, two concussions, one season, team falling apart. You won a Super Bowl. You're rich. You're a Hall of Famer. Your legacy has been cemented after all the hard years you did in Detroit. Obviously, his wife, who has battled her own incredibly big monsters of brain cancer, I believe, in Day of a Family. She's come out and said she doesn't love you know, obviously seeing her husband get knocked the fuck out at the stage that he is out. The amount of money. He had $50 million guaranteed before he even took a snap in the NFL. He was number one overall in 2009, old CBA. I mean, he he's financially set forever. Hall of Fame career already because the Super Bowl cements that for him. And if he leaves, what does that mean for Sean McVay, who said, I mean, it, Aaron Donald already retired. Yep. What does that mean for everybody? What does that mean for the Rams? I mean, that's a real conversation that is allowed to be had. How does it work? Uh, so in March, he signed a, uh, I think, yeah. I believe, four-year, $130 million guaranteed extension. McVay? No. No, Stafford. He's he's under contract till 2026. Yeah. I think yeah, two but, of those are void years, though, right? It was basically just like a, this this next year and then. Can the quarterback renegotiate the contract to change the cap hit? Yeah, didn't Drew Brees do that? Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, before they retire, I, I like to take zero years more, like to change the oh. cap hit in the future. How does that work? Yeah, and you do bonus? it, and you know, just because you're retiring, is that legal somehow? I don't know. That would be you'd be doing the team quite a favor. You yeah. still get hit with like dead yeah. cap, I because remember Ben took a pay cut, and it it still forced dead cap on the Steelers, but it was less of a cap hit than his forty million. So let's say, and I'm not saying anybody should do this. I think it's bad business. Get your money however you want to get it. I'm just saying what hypotheticals here. Let's say Matthew Stafford right now goes in and renegotiates his contract. Zero years left, zero money guaranteed, nothing at all. How's that affect the salary cap next year? Because that's a new contract that has been signed. They tear up the last one, new contract. Hmm. I'm not saying he's going to do this. 
But if he was to, what would happen? I don't know, but I can tell you. So he had $63 million guaranteed at signing. Another 57 becomes guaranteed March of 2023. So I think he's probably going to want to stick it out till at least March, get $57 million. Ian Rappaport has an update. He said he is in the protocol, but not for a concussion. Uh, for a stinger, has something in his – Zito just told me four sentences. Oh, Zito, just read that one. Uh, just go ahead into an open mic on that one. Uh, he was in the protocol but not diagnosed with a concussion. Numbness in his legs from a stinger. Uh, it has gone away but should play when he's cleared. Zito was telling me that in my ear nice. while you guys were talking. I mean, I don't – Wait, is that McVay or is that Stafford? Stafford, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, Matthew Stafford. So the second that. one wasn't a concussion. The first one was a concussion. second one was stinger. Precautionary. They because, treated it like a concussion. Because he already had a Does concussion. Does he have a history right. of this? Does Foxy know? Does he have like a history in Detroit? Did he have many? He broke every single bone in his body. He <laughs> right. had a million concussions. Right. You right. name it, he had it in Detroit. So that's why I, I wouldn't blame him one bit if he retired. But also, hey, Lions are pretty good now. We could just trade them over here and then next year win a Super Bowl. Well, people are thinking about Tom Brady going back to New England, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of rumblings about that. People are also wow. hoping for it, but... We'll see. How about yeah, you? Because, you know, he did get a divorce potentially from the person that would not want to sure. be in Boston anymore, right? That's what the, all reports were. You Man, think? that would be awesome for the NFL. Yeah. That would be awesome Wild. for the New England Patriots fans as well. Tom coming back. And then what if they Better have success well. again? Win another you know, yeah. Super Bowl. Josh McDaniels, obviously, Raiders get another big-time win. Um, Hell yeah. You know, the Raiders just – That was a fun game. Fun game to watch. Oh, I agree. And Devontae's hilarious. Devontae Adams is hilarious. <laughs> he is comically good at Three. football. Yeah. He Every part of it, he seems like he's the best at. Get-offs, route running, hands, body control, everything. Like his little stutter high steps he's doing all the time, like getting out of tackles. He's so good. His football IQ seems to be very high as well. I mean, he's like he's just a fucking guy. And obviously the Packers are missing him, and the Raiders are loving having him. And they get a big-time win over the Seahawks, who have to be ecstatic with how world in life is post-Russell Wilson, especially with another draft pick. But, yeah, like this type of catch, obviously pass interference, they don't call it. No. Uh, don't need to. I'm going to catch this thing, do my thing. He's a hell of a football player, and I think we got cut off on a replay again, which is two weeks straight. We should probably hit up NFL Films uh, and tell them that that has been happening. That one's on our side. Okay, sweet, sweet. Never mind. NFL Films have been fantastic. Uh, They have been. It's been a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Very open conversation. They actually say, please communicate with us anything you need, and we will get it fixed. They have been uh, great at that. But the Raiders, there was conversation about Josh McDaniels not being the coach there anymore. Yeah. They get a win. Allegedly, they don't have enough money. For him to be fired from the Raiders, allegedly. I mean, I don't, I'm just telling you what's being reported on the internet. This is not me making this up. Raiders fans came after me for saying that last week. Like, I didn't make this up. Okay. Like, this is just what is. Sure, they have the money, but do you want to use it for that to continue to pay coaches, too? I mean, who knows if they have a brand new stadium? Yeah. I mean, who knows where the money's at? Okay. There's a lot of guaranteed money being upheld, too, in escrow. You know, if you think about. Devontae and Chandler and everybody that they've yeah. paid Crosby, over there. And Waller. Carr, Renfro, I think, just got another year. Renfro. So they got a lot of money in escrow and guarantees. They went all in here in Vegas, which we can appreciate. So who knows about the money situation. But could you imagine if McDaniels, Tom, and Bill Belichick all were back in New England? Just another trip around, you know, take the tractor another round. Last episode of Tom Brady's Super Dance or whatever the fuck that documentary was called. <laughs> that would be bananas. Or what if Tom goes to Vegas with Josh? Oh, my God. And Dana said, right? Devontae yeah. and all those. Dana yeah. White said that he had a deal done, but the head coach 
basically was the one that said, Jack no, Gruden. we ain't doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Him and Holy shit. Is 46 46- Tom Brady's going to the Las Vegas Raiders next year? He ain't going back to New England. What are you talking about? I mean, you guys He's are- single, too? You think... Could also go back home to San Fran. Vegas. You guys He's are got Jimmy crazy. G. Jimmy G. Let's is, talk is about Jimmy, Jimmy, Mac, or Derek Carr at this point? What's that, pal? Is Tom Brady better than any of those guys at the teams that we just mentioned? Well, he lost to the Browns yesterday. Certainly. Sure. I mean, Brady Devontae would be sick. If you think Brady's going to Patrick Mahomes' division or Josh Allen's <laughs> division, you are insane. He can go to Drew Brees' division because he knew he had a noodle arm. But he ain't <laughs> going to either of those divisions. Okay? Tom, they scared. are leading the NFC South. They are. Yeah, yeah. I believe they're still in the lead of the Sturgis. NFC South with a losing record after losing to the Browns. They seem like a vastly different team this year. Yeah. and They should have won this game. They should have beat the Browns. I concur. Amari Cooper, on that 4th and 12, that drop, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, no, Amari Cooper's about to get cooked. He's about to get killed by Cleveland yeah. for this, even though he is an incredible weapon. No big deal. He comes back, scores a touchdown, does the thing. Cleveland Browns win. It's like Jacoby Brissett comes out and says, this is fucking awesome. He's no longer yeah. the quarterback, I guess. Beats nope. the Bucs, yeah. and he's no, no longer their quarterback because now Deshaun Watson's mm-hmm. back. Wild for the Bucs to lose that game, honestly. Very wild. And I think it's an indicator of what's going on down there in Tampa. They win one Super Bowl and everybody starts feeling themselves. Mm. They haven't been able to handle it. Go to Los Angeles. They win one Super Bowl. Everybody starts feeling themselves not able to handle it. What is the deal, AJ? What is the deal? I think this is we've talked about it over and over, like how impressive the run the Patriots had oh, like yeah. with Belichick and Tom Brady. Like, like sustained, consistent success is so hard in the NFL. We're seeing it this year, like especially following up back-to-back. It's, it's really difficult. The Chiefs, you know, in the moment we weren't able to say, you know, they're a dynasty because they win one, they get back to the NFC Championship, but they haven't won, you know, one again. So in the moment, now when 15 years from now, if they win four out of the next seven, yes. four out of the last seven or something like that, which could still happen, we'll talk about, oh, there's the next dynasty after the Patriots. So we're in the middle of it. It's hard for us necessarily to deem it to them because they haven't won the last two. So it's like, oh, they're dead. They seem to be, hey, good, 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 good. They're on track. They seem to reload. They reload well. Like, you you lose Tyreek Hill. Like, they just seem Mm -hmm. to continue to plug people in and continue to make plays. Obviously, Kelsey and Mahomes are the heart of all of that. And everybody's talked about the AFC being deeper than the NFC, and I think it's because Patrick Mahomes is in this particular division. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a tough out. Travis Kelsey is the best football player on the field whenever he's on the field, no matter what field he has played football on. Andy Reid seemingly has it all figured out. Pacheco is a guy. Juju Smith-Schuster got knocked out a week ago. He's back making plays for him. Is this a new Juju? Yeah. Huh? This is a, you know, he's a, if he's a good, hey, as a number two guy, he was the best in the league. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the best in the league, Unreal. number two guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah. When Antonio Brown was there and Juju was the number two guy, so he's not necessarily taking the double team or the entire defense structuring to eliminate him from the game, which they certainly were able to do so when he's at Pittsburgh. But they're trying to do that to fucking Travis Kelsey, let alone all the other weapons they have. So Juju's able to just have standard matchups. Like, let me just get a one-on-one here with a linebacker or a nickel. And Juju is tough enough, fast enough, and creative enough, I think, with the way he runs his routes to be a weapon for the Chiefs long term. I love that squad. You wait all night, you see the Yenzers take over as time.
<laughs> That's one half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys tone digs barking off microphone enough so you could hear it on microphone. Yeah, no, we can't do it. Right? Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town to play the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 12 of the NFL season. How do you think this fares for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Honestly, tone digs. I heard you barking. I know there will be a lot of Pittsburgh fans in the city. We probably we're pretty. Our show does well in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Probably should have set something up for this game. <laughs> Probably. Uh, that would have been a smart decision. A little forethought would have made that happen. Instead, we'll be at the game just like everybody else. Tone, how do you feel this bodes for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Honestly, I couldn't love the Colts minus two and a half more okay. on this particular evening. Your thoughts, though, on the Pittsburgh Steelers team that's coming into town? I couldn't love the Pittsburgh Steelers more uh, against a Colts team that they have lost to trice times versus since 1984 that's only three times since 1984 okay this is a team we got the number of it's a different Colts team pal you're a different okay. Steelers. yeah it's the oh. worst colts team okay yeah and you're a worse Steelers maybe mm-hmm. fucking maybe is uh, tj well playing why right. yeah take a look at the total real quick oh no see that total fucking 39 and a half you know what that says this game's gonna stink pat okay no it's <laughs> happened last week with the Bengals. we're gonna be there we're going to be there. Couldn't it go way over? Tony it could. It did last week. Fucking could. Dude, this game is going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly game. I'm excited for it. You know, because George Pickens is electrifying. Why? But we got gilly luck. True, sure, true. Okay, so that's like one of our strengths. We have, we have gilly luck. Uh, Najee Harris obviously could be a weapon sure. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we have a pretty solid front. I mean, we have a pretty solid run games. I, like, oh, it feels yeah. like our defense. No, they all got the flu. They're sick. Our team actually sick? Colts battle the flu. Oh, yeah, your team yeah. is actually sick. A lot of those guys are out. Oh, weak is... little immune systems. Who? Uh, Who? I, th- I thought Zaire Franklin was questionable. Um, 44. Yeah. Can't get off player. the toilet, yeah. Yeah, he's just been just pooping liquid. You know, Thanksgiving's going to do that to everybody. We That's overindulge right, a little bit too much. We have to get it out of us. There's a binge. There's a purge. The purge happens to be out of the asshole. That happens to everybody. That doesn't mean he's missing the game. It's Thanksgiving season. Whoa. People are overeating. And Indianapolis oh, Colts injury report to Forrest Buckner, ribs, and illness. Full participant on Saturday. Oh, okay. Here we go. He's fine, yeah. Ryan Kelly, full participant. Here we go. Quiddy Pay has not. Paris uh, Campbell's on a full participant. Wow. Yeah, we're back. What are we talking? Oh, yeah. Is that your Franklin? Yeah, it's that, it's that bottom one. Yeah, those two. Illness. Oh. Questionable, so he can still play. What's all the illnesses, though? Illness, 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 illness. What? what? The flu. They? Somebody ate mashed potatoes, my right? The flu's back. Yeah, Kiefer, yeah. Kiefer said it was the flu. Yeah, COVID cases. Congrats down. to the flu. I mean, nobody COVID likes it. Up. Nobody yeah. likes the flu. No. Don't want anybody to get the flu. If you get the flu, it's terrible. But the flu, I mean, I think we got to be pretty impressed with its comeback because it, mm-hmm. I thought. I was told. I, uh. I was told uh, that, right? that if a virus ends and it doesn't happen anymore, it doesn't just jump back into the game. We didn't get the flu. The flu was gone, right, for two years. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was. So what was it doing? It was just kind of hanging out like those cicadas underneath the stronger. dirt? Laying yeah. in wait. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Holy shit. We got to look out for the flu then. Mm-hmm. Taking the Colts out. Monday yeah. Night Football game. First time at home in seven years or something like that for Indianapolis. Really? So we never have a Monday Night Football game at home. Never have a Thursday Night Football game at home. Uh, just kind of the way it normally goes because I don't know why Monday Night Football, but conventions normally eat up the hotels on Thursday nights. Yeah. 
because our city is a convention city. So there's a lot of conventions here. So allegedly couldn't have Thursday night football in Indy because some convention was happening and hotels would not be available for one reason or not. Not great for the city to have that be the reasoning why you're not getting a primetime game huh. in a stadium that changed the landscape of the entire city. But that is normally the case. So I think Indianapolis is going to be very excited to host a primetime game this evening. I think it's great, and I think we'll do great. But I think there's going to be a lot of terrible towels out there because it's only a six-hour drive through the state of Ohio yep. that is literally just the same site for six hours. Yep. You just see the same thing for six hours. And I don't know how you don't fall asleep on the way over there. I made the drive plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, used to be, I used to vacation in Pittsburgh in the offseason. I would just make drive over six hours. I'd take a nap for a couple hours while all my friends were at work. It'd be a Wednesday. We're going to go tear down Pittsburgh on a Wednesday night. They would go to work. I'd sleep on their couches. They'd get back from work dead tired, exhausted, hungover. Come on. What are we doing? We're on vacation. It's my off season. What are we doing? Boom, we're out again. Then I drive back. Maybe take a week off, let the boys survive. That following week, though, I'm coming back. We're having a long weekend. That was kind of my – that was what I did when I was younger. So I've done that drive plenty of times. It's not a fun drive. Easy drive, though. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of Pittsburgh people probably in this thing tonight. Look for a lot of terrible towels, but the Colts fans will show up. Let's not get crazy. Wow. Jeff Saturday on primetime. Sure. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Is there a thought uh, that the Colts come out guns blazing because it is the kicking the stigma in this Wailed game? Sure. Yes. Patty had one of the best moments of all time yeah, on awesome. a ring camera this weekend. That was awesome. Shout out to Patty for continuing to be a go good Patty. guy. Hey, baby, Patty. Seemingly in good shape, too. Yeah. Saw the jawline. He did look He's good. back. That was one of the first things I noticed. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Patty's probably gearing up for a fight here because I remember, I think Dana said, with what he does with his weight, it's tough to make a fight for him because we have to literally gauge it in his times. He also said something about it being unhealthy or whatever, and Patty lives his life. If mm-hmm. I was Patty, I'd be doing the same damn thing, so I got no problems with it, but it has been a conversation. He shows up on a ring camera this weekend, not only shows the world he's a good guy, a yeah. uh, good neighbor, mm-hmm. but also in shape. Is Patty getting Do we know if he has another fight? Is it already on the books? Has this already been announced? I, well, I would assume it's about. About, it's about time here, yeah. probably within the next few months. Because wasn't the meatball one uh, when she was in New York, he just said he wasn't going to fight them, but it would be because of the December 10th, tax tax. Yeah, December 10th, I believe. Here's the video from the ring camera uh, that Patty the Batty made an appearance in that I think has garnered maybe 30 million views, 40 million views. Uh, great commercial for ring and also an incredible display of humanitarianism from our guy, Patty Pimblett. It's going great. Oh, it's muted. There's no sound on it. It's muted. It looks good, though. Yeah, he does. He's yoked. It's our video, not the ring camera. Uh, The ring camera has sound. Okay. We don't want to bury ring.com for not having sound. We would like that to be known that that is our fault. Okay. It's our technology. There's no sound on this. It's going to be tough to to really fully grasp. You could do his voice. Couldn't you do his voice? What do you say? Please die. Please. All right, let's run the video. Uh, this is a reenactment of Patty the Batty here, not actually Patty. Sound is not working on the video. Uh, Patty impersonator here to let us know basically what happened. Hello? <laughs> Listen, I'm so sorry to do this, lad, but m- me dog took a sloppy shit. Do you have like any water that I can I clean it up with, lad? I'm sorry, lad. No, just like some... And then the lady says something like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. When you, are, are you sure, lad? I mean, it, like, do you have any water? Like I said, I hate doing this. Your dog took a sloppy shit. I'd like to clean it up for you. 
Uh, sorry, no, I'm sorry, lad. It's no problem. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Again, I hate doing this so much. I appreciate it. Are you Patty? Are you? Are yeah, you? yeah, lad. I am Patty Pimblet. My dog, again, took a sloppy shit. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. All right, thanks again. Have sorry, a nice that, night, that, that was a video. That was a video. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, you watch it again? That was awesome. But he, he seemingly is in uh, fight shape right now. Yeah. And I have no idea how we got the Patty the Batty from where we were, but I'll tell you what. You see T.O.? You see T.O.'s fight yeah. video? The stigma game. Oh, yeah, just, stigma just the stigma game tonight. Yes, yeah. kicking the stigma. <laughs> yeah. The Colts are raising money for uh, mental health awareness and for, I think, financially helping people to get mental health. Some, I think they figured out the proper channels to get money there with the kicking the stigma campaign that Jim Irsay is behind, the entire Irsay family is behind. So tonight something massive is happening with that. So there's going to be good vibes in Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, yeah. You better win or the whole mental health of this city is going to be down the tube. I hope you're happy making a joke about something like it, that. It wasn't I hope you're happy. Wrong it with wasn't you. I hope you're happy. I'm not joking around. That's how it works in football cities. That is real. Pittsburgh, it's like that. That's why I think you're oh, going to yeah. see a lot of terrible towels. Mm-hmm. I remember plenty of weeks of not necessarily any happiness uh, because the Pittsburgh Steelers had just lost to a team that they weren't supposed to. Exactly. Cordell Stewart either threw a pick or dropped sure. a touchdown pass or fumbled at a kickoff <laughs> return. Whatever he was doing to make us lose a game, everybody was miserable. And on the flip side, when they win a game, people are either relieved, get by, don't even remember that it happened, or they're incredibly happy. So you're right. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily the case here with this particular season. We've already fired our fucking head, go- head coach. Yeah, that's true. I guess there are zero expectations, but when you're on prime time. Don't let Coach Tomlin, who I'm a big – Coach Tomlin's the only reason why I'm in the NFL. He literally led my uh, senior day, pro day workout, and he's the only reason scouts came and watched me, why the Colts came and watched me. So I got nothing but appreciation for Mike Tomlin. The NFL actually posted my fake punt. Uh, from that game mm-hmm. where I did the big dick walk mm-hmm. uh, afterwards, you know, the billionaire strut, uh, that whole thing. What doesn't get talked about is Mike Tomlin, after we score a touchdown, after that fake punt, as I'm coming out to do a kickoff, is doing the walk down the side. That's how comfortable he was in that game, <laughs> yeah, right. first of all. But he uh, he gave me, like, uh, what's up while right after the kickoff, as did Darius Hayward Bay, I think, and a couple other people were on the sideline. I'm like, we just scored against this. They got no worries. Seems like they, oh, boy. And they went on to win by three scores. I mean, they went on to kill us. But I have a lot of appreciation for Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh Steelers organization, obviously, growing up there. With that being said, hey, Tomlin, don't fucking let Jeff Saturday beat you. Yeah, don't do let it. it happen, AJ. Don't let Jeff Saturday get a win here on Monday Night Football. Don't do it, AJ. Don't do it. You think that's something really on Tomlin's mind? Like, I, mean, I can't. Like, I respect Jeff so much, but I just can't be losing this guy as a head coach. And nameless, grayless mm-hmm. faces yep. is Tomlin's, like, mantra or whatever. I wonder if there's one with curly hair, though, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, he was, when he was thinking about it with Jeff Saturday. Uh, let's move to some overreactions from around the Twitter world, shall we? Thank you for Patty the Batty showing up there and being a good person <laughs> and uh, taking care of his community. Let's do some overreactions. Put out a tweet this morning and said, hey, listen, a lot happened yesterday. A lot of teams are in much different places now than they were on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or on Friday. Go ahead and let your fandom opinions out unfiltered. We won't judge you. Actually, we'll celebrate you. This is safe space. This is Twitter. Use hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But. And the best ones will make we'll the go- air. Go ahead. Fox. Super Bowl. With that being said, a lot of shit to figure out. We fucking suck.
We should probably just get rid of that. I suck. Yeah, no, you yeah, don't. I suck. You don't, but we should probably get rid of that because I forgot that we had it until I seen it. So it's my fault just as much as it is your fault. But that is kind of the essence of the program. Every team can win a Super Bowl, but a lot is going wrong. Or every team's the greatest and nothing's going wrong. And then one week from now, the tweets from the same people look vastly different. Oh, yeah. Ty goes through all of them. I believe it became a, tw- uh, a trending topic in like 10 minutes or something like that. People really get behind us, so we appreciate the hell out of you. Let's dive into them. This one's from Jay Sams at Jay Sams. You dig? Uh, hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But Cincinnati Bengals are back like they never left. Everyone dialed them at the beginning, but we are back to where we was last year. Stopping Derrick Henry easily. And Winning without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Super Bowl bond uh, again. Love the fact that he used two exclamation points as opposed to the word were earlier and said we was. I thought he was doing that to save some characters. Allegedly going to a thousand characters soon under Elon Musk's Mm -hmm. watch. There will be a lot of changes to Twitter. That would be an interesting one. That would be... A fascinating one. I'm not sure I'd be the biggest fan of it, but hey, it's his fucking platform. Do whatever you want to do. Nonetheless, Jay Sams, you dig? Says Cincinnati Bengals are back. AJ, your thoughts on this comment, and do you think this is an overreaction, or is this status quo and how they should be viewing their team right now? I think it's status quo, and if people are Bengals fans, they kind of channel Joe Burrow, I feel like, and Joe's confidence and his moxie and everything, how he carries himself, you feel like, Joe goes into every game, and it feels like, hey, he expects to win. He expects to complete every ball, expects, expects to throw multiple touchdowns. So, now you couple that with their defense, man. You see Mike Hilton yesterday, some big-time old, oh, big yeah. time tackles. Like, they are physical. They can get after the quarterback. Like, they definitely have it going. And now, when did, Jamar Chase is back what? Soon, correct? Next week. Yeah, next Jamar week, Chase is back. Yeah, we assume on, Mixon huh? will be back. P. Ryan has gotten incredible opportunity to showcase that he's also a guy. And uh, told us, defense coordinator of the Bengals, told us, hey, Hilton will lay – Mikey. He'll yeah. lay the wood. Happy that that happened. Coach Aruma. Yeah, Coach They showed him. They showed him during the game, and I thought I instantly heard all of you guys doing that. <laughs> a lot of that from Bengals fans, though. They're all the way back. They just beat the Titans. Fuck everybody. Uh, yeah, the last two weeks, especially like earlier in this in the year, it was a lot of like, "Oh, we stink!" Like they, we're we're one one year wonders. Now it's look at what we're doing without two of our best offensive weapons. We're all the way back. Let's go to the next overreaction, or maybe standard at Metcalf's Burner. Uh, shout out Metcalf's Burner, also on IG. If you want to get follow. Mm-hmm. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but as a Seahawks fan, we are fucking dead. Our run defense is good, awful, god awful, and the realization that we suck has finally sunk in. He yelled that. Yelling it. He literally was typing on his phone. So As a Seahawks fan, we are fucking dead. Our run defense has gone awful, and the realization that we suck has finally sunk in. Oh, my God. I don't think you guys stink. No. I think you guys should be happy. Mm-hmm. I think your team now, granted, gave up like 300 yards rushing to Josh Jacobs, which is like an NFL sure. record of some sort, and he busted out an 86-yarder in overtime, which never happens. Never. An 86-yard rush touchdown to end the game in overtime never seemingly happens. Why? Well, probably got somebody back, probably playing a little bit safer. Field goal, first drive, not that big of a deal. At that point, you know, just we never see it. So Josh Jacobs ending his day the same way he seemingly started his day with a long run is alarming if you're a Seahawks fan. I like Pete Carroll, though. I think they got good coaches over there. I think they're a good team still. Do you agree with that or no? No, I agree. They're still a good team. I, yeah, you, you want, want them to be able to stop the run a little more consistently on defense. But no, I think whatever Geno's doing, whatever he has going there, 
they have some good, some kind of good culture building, whatever it is. Maybe it's just they've all rallied behind how they feel about Russ or what it was like before last year. Now they're enjoying their self so much this year that they can't help but go win some playoff games. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys. Gino might have threw a pick, mm-hmm. and then he came back and a dropped lot, one yeah. in a – I mean – yeah. In a bucket. And I thought maybe, oh, he starts playing bad. Will Gino be like, this is Gino? Like what we had watched was like not actual Gino. He bounced right back into throwing darts and running. It was like, I think they got some good pieces. I think they're in a good spot. you got to be happy with where you are now as opposed to where you thought you were going to be coming into the season after Mm -hmm. you trade Russell Wilson away. And I think we got to remember that, even though it's going into week 13. Yeah, they're probably going to end up going to the playoffs just because the Commanders, Giants, and Cowboys have every wild card spot. And you assume one of those teams is going to, you know, consume the other because they still have to play each other. We are Commanders. How about them getting another win? Yeah, unbelievable. Congrats to them. Taylor Heineke, he, those are going to be sick Jays. Falcons oh. color, that's yeah. Bulls colors. Mm-hmm. So he yes. can get some classics here. Yeah, a lot of options. A lot of options, a lot of opportunities. What a leader. Yeah, hell He's a dog. leader. What a leader, man. Guys love him. That guy's zinning and winning and loving and giving. This guy, seemingly perfect quarterback for that commander's team, that is in a complete inept building, and they're still winning football games. Yeah. Congrats to all of them. Yeah. They might give him a fucking mannequin. So... Technically, it wasn't even a mannequin. It no, wasn't. Not even that good. Didn't have enough material yeah. to be a mannequin. A couple of wires just hanging. <laughs> not a statue at all, really. How hard is it to make like a bronze statue? I don't know, because we've seen terrible ones, but mm-hmm. they got made. Right. Like, so at least the thought was there. It was almost sure. more on the artist as opposed to the people that were thinking of it. Like, this one, they didn't even think of it. And then they marketed, right, that they were doing That's this? That's the big thing. They like, market- will kill them with this, they Yeah, say. they marketed all this, and then it was almost like like 12 hours before. They're like, oh, fuck, we forgot to actually do it. Like, we need to hurry up, throw something together real quick. Like, I don't know, but I would assume that, like, making, like, a, a bronze statue or some sort of statue, like, would have been very, very feasible and easy to do. Well, even if it's not bronze, you could paint something that looks yeah. like bronze because oh, yeah. it's yeah. in a case that nobody's going to know. You, right. They could have so. got paper mache. Yeah. Did yeah. the whole thing. Yep. Spray painted it a bronze. Mm-hmm. Like, even with the paint that has, like, a little glisten and gloss to mm-hmm. it. So they would do the commander's version of a statue. Sure. Right. But instead, they outcommanded themselves. Yeah. They weren't even worse than that. Didn't even try to make it a, a bronze painting of some sort underneath. That could have cost, I mean, no shit, maybe $25 to create if yeah. you get the right artist to do it. Wild, AJ. Wild over there. That, that This is an NFL organization doing this stuff. And once again... It's just a lack of self-awareness to promote that this is happening. Like, not only is it a bad idea, and maybe they think they could just sneak it in so when people get into FedEx Field, that has poop pipes bursting mm-hmm. in them and gates falling and people almost getting hurt, Jalen Hurts almost getting in. So, but maybe they walk by and go, oh, we didn't even see this was happening. But to market it as if it was a big deal, that's no self-awareness. To have that no. be what you decide to make it be, that's an aptitude. And then there had to be numerous people that had to sign off on it. That's stoogery yeah. all around. This, this place is hilariously bad, AJ. They are bad at everything. Are they throwing us off the scent? Are they trying to throw us off the scent so we don't worry about the other stuff going on in the organization? Like, what are they doing? Maybe. What's no, the plan here? They're just absolute doofuses. Everyone who saw this like- and thought, like, yeah, this is okay. We can put this out and we can promote it. Uh, it's on them, too. Like, I don't know who in the organization saw this and thought – like, yeah, people are going to love this. Like, we love Jason Wright. That's what I yeah. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Friend of the program. Like, former player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, any former player that gets a position 
in an NFL team that is in seemingly importance and sway and can change, I think that's a good thing, let alone coming from a consulting firm mm-hmm. that put out fires. Like yeah. That's literally where he came from. So he's a player who came from a firm that seemingly was giving people the right answers whenever they couldn't figure it out. So he was the perfect hire at the time, in our eyes, for the Washington football team, now the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Beeps, okay, mm-hmm. which is in the statue. Right. By, which is in the statue. On the helmet. Will always be, I guess, in the Hall of Fame, and also every shirt that every away team uh, Commanders fans goes to because yeah. mm-hmm. they're not buying the new merch because they have no no idea how long the Commanders are going to be the Commanders because mm-hmm. there's going to be a new owner. So they're all wearing the beep, yeah, beep shirts ones. everywhere nonetheless. But they are so bad at what they do. It makes no sense to me. I honestly, I can't fathom it. Uh, I thought Jason Wright would be at least like a Did he voice? not know about this? He had not, like, to just the president. Much, there might president. be too much to handle, though. There's Come too on. much going on here. I don't. Yeah, I don't know because this. Like, I don't think Dick Sporting Goods would have put this up as like sure. as a display thing. I really don't. No, not not to sell the jerseys. They wouldn't put it up. Let alone to honor no. somebody who's like one of their best employees of all time. Like yeah. that is, it's wild to me. It's what Doug Peterson, who just won a game for the Jags, has a statue <laughs> in Philadelphia with Nick Foles, who's a backup quarterback here in Indianapolis. That was just a couple of years ago. They have a statue up there. Peyton Manning obviously has a statue here. Pat Tillman has a statue. Mm-hmm. There is precedent to RG3 statu- has one in Baylor. At Baylor, yeah. There is precedent to statues at stadiums. Like, there's expectations probably when people hear of a statue. at a- If this was the first one and there wasn't actual statues at other places, maybe people would be like, oh, we would have done it differently. But whenever mm-hmm. it's already been a blueprint, basically, and you do that, everybody goes – you guys suck at everything. What the Do fuck? we think somebody dropped it and they broke it? Oh, no. And they're like, oh, shit, oh. what do we do? Jason Wright, PR guy, put out fires, put in two <laughs> metal <laughs> rods. Some rods. Put in metal rods to make it look like a human. Get some hot dog holders. Put cutters, gloves on. Oh, he likes soccer shoes? Give us the coat and bundle. Go to Dick's. Go to Dick's <laughs> right now. Get soccer shoes. You know, just put it in there. We'll, and then we'll put a big th- – and then we'll just move along. Nobody will talk about it. We're still giving a statue, right? Yeah. That's what had to have happened. Zito told me it takes four to six weeks to make a statue. Yeah, so that yeah. probably a new one there. Probably been planning this like for at least over a year Two now. Years, so maybe you think last year was the they whole did, Jackson Mahomes thing? Yeah, they yeah. where they like retired his number or whatever and put. But it I on heard the that field. was just four days before, right? Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah, True. That, was, that is a good point. So they said not again. We're not. Yeah, we're gonna honor him the right way. God damn, they Terrible. suck. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another overreaction, shall we, from around the Twitter. This is from Timothy Ludwig, the real Mr. Lud. There's other Mr. Luds out there. Fugues. That's All right, right, Tim. This is the real Mr. Lud. AJ, what are your thoughts just before we dive into this tweet about Timothy Ludwig, the real Mr. Lud? I'm glad he, you know, separated himself from the others, you know, that aren't the real ones. Yeah, and I'm sick of all these other people acting like they're the fucking real Mr. Ludd. They're not. I'm tired of it. Mm -mm. Timothy Mm -mm. said, me too. Give it to me as my Avi. At the real Mr. Ludd. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But Magic Mike White Lightning has the Jets soaring into and through the playoffs while at the same time forcing Zach Wilson to be sulking and scouring the Cougars.com database for a New York, New Jersey mommy to coddle him. Shrugs. Sorry about it, Sorry about says it. the real Mr. Ludd. Uh, this is a fascinating situation 
and Mike White knowingly was going to have to talk about this whenever they draft a quarterback number two overall, how the expectation business-wise, fan-wise, organization-wise, is that the person that you invest the highest draft pick possible into is going to be the face of the program. A lot of people are too stubborn. A lot of people have egos. A lot of people don't like to put that aside for the good of the team. This is what we invested. This is what we're going to use. Doesn't just happen in the NFL. Happens in all businesses, but certainly has been happening for the New York Jets. Mike White comes in last year, does a bang-up job against the Cincinnati Bengals, throws for like 400 yards, then takes on New England and Buffalo, who had the two best defenses in the league, did not fare well. Played against the Colts, walked right down the field, had some nerve damage. Then he was pulled, didn't get to play anymore after that whole thing. He he comes back into a game this weekend, has 250 yards by halftime, 300 total. Zach Wilson had only done that like maybe once or never done that. I yeah. forget the entire stat line. This dude is a guy. Carries himself as if he's a guy. I know he called him Magic Mike White Lightning. You need to add Moxie in there too mm-hmm. because this dude has it in bunches. His confidence seems to be through the roof at all times, and his teammates love him. That's seemingly the issue with Zach Wilson. Not only – does he make bad decisions and put his team in bad places? He has all the arm talent in the world, so I guess he could become a guy if he figures that all out. But seemingly the locker room can do without, Even, including in moments whenever he says, have you disappointed the defense? He says no. That told me that he had no relationship with anybody on the defense because he could have at least said, you know, I feel like I let down Sauce. You know, me and Sauce have a great relationship. Sauce is playing like that. So I feel like there was a lack of a relationship to begin with. Everybody was talking about, did that comment ruin his relationship with the locker room? I think there was a lack of a relationship to begin with. And that could potentially stem from when Mike White was playing a year ago, there was, there was Channing, Mike White, in the locker room in front of Zach Wilson's face. So... I think Mike White's wanted by the team. I think Mike White's wanted by the fans. I think Mike White has put things on film that say he's a fucking NFL quarterback. Why not? Why not, AJ? Why not Mike White? Why not? Ride? I figured they have to ride him, like ride the hot hand, right? Like oh, you yeah. got to take him as, as long as he's still playing like this. You can't take this guy out of the lineup, can you? Is there anything to saying he's our guy long term? Does that just kill Zach? Is that why it's they the won't? Rest do of this it? year, I mean, you could say like, hey, he's in there. We're gonna we're gonna let him roll the rest of this year. You're going to see how it goes. Couldn't you say that? Because they have to balance Zach Wilson out, right? Because Zach Wilson could come back. Mike White could get hurt, right? Yeah. And then they have Joe Flacco there. And Mike White could, I guess, throw seven picks in a game because something happens that he hasn't seen before because he's still, you know, not as experienced as other quarterbacks around the NFL. Um, but why not? I don't know. I think because What was the report, though? Was it a tweet? Or whoever was observing them on the sidelines and said, like, yeah. after one of Mike White's touchdowns early, Flacco, everyone, the other – quarterback who was there they're all pumping him up they're excited and zach wilson was sitting like on the other side of the bench just by himself mm-hmm. basically they're watching yeah. film Strafolsky was the other one and it was and that's coming off after he he gave that press conference where he just you know all the bullshit with like hey this is a good, very humbling opportunity it's a chance yeah. for me to get better like that that's all horseshit you look at the way he acted like he's not happy for the guy obviously and you know you have an ego and everything but and then they talked about post game where he was he was out of there before you know any of the reporters got into the locker room. Like he's pouting that he's not starting anymore, and he's pissed that this guy's coming in and, and lighting the world on fire. Yeah, I uh, the Zach Wilson story is fascinating. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you know exactly what you're getting with that guy. What's that? I mean, he's a petulant, you know, sack of shit. Whoa! Oh! 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 And you can't like write him off, right? Because can you even trade him then? 
in the offseason? Like, will, will any teams want him if you're like, yeah, no. this guy? This I don't know him. if anybody's going to want him. Honestly, Carolina. I feel like they have to. Don't you think they have to at least give him, like, they're thinking we have to give this dude another shot and hopefully he works out? Someone's thinking. Do they? Thinking, I mean, Carolina? They have a they? chance now to go with Mike White. Maybe. Why would Carolina? Well, they will. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. if Mike continues to light up like this, other teams. If you could trade like a fifth round pick forward, I bet like some teams would, you know, jump at that. But. So this is like, and it got brought up earlier about the Cardinals moving on. Rosen, they moved on from Rosen. And everybody's, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, Rosen. And then, no offense, Rosen. Hell of a player, UCLA. Big fan. Love the hot tub. Love the Josh. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Rosen one. Yep. I'm a fan of Rosen, the human. He was almost taken first overall. Yeah, I think in the NFL, he did not really pan out for one reason or another. I wonder if that's what they'll say about Zach Wilson, you know, because of all the bullshit. And you know how it is. You get labeled in the bullshit, and you don't have film that makes you look great. That's going to be – teams will handle bullshit if you are – Worth the bullshit. Next level. If you're a dog, they will handle it. But uh, I don't – the. I mean – The distraction, negative, bad teammate thing cannot become – your narrative, or nobody will fucking sign you. I, th- that is literally what will happen. Why would they? Why would they ever bring you in if they ever. think it's going to be a problem? Like you, if you're not playing well, not putting good tape out there, like at least be known as like a locker room dude who brings people together, who's a great teammate. Bingo. Because if you're killing it on the field, they can go, all right, we can get them in our locker room, our culture. Everybody will like them. Yep. We'll know how to handle it. But if you stink and you're a bad teammate, pull. It's tough. I think it's, just think about humans making decisions like, oh, do I want to risk my family's, you know, house and stability on this person who could potentially linger into some young guy's ear, who could then linger into somebody else's ear, then linger into somebody else's Like, I don't know. That's just a tough thing. When you get labeled a distraction, and we've all seen it play out, and this will be the most – spoiled version of it, I think, right? Because that's kind of how we're all viewing it. We're all viewing it like this dude's spoiled. Like, Tebow's distraction, vastly different than Zach Wilson's distraction. Mm -hmm. Johnny Manziel's distraction, vastly different than Zach Wilson's distraction. But as soon as you get labeled a distraction, (whistles) not good. It is, that is all sure. Plus, if you suck, I mean, that is, I think he's done. I think Zach Wilson oh, yeah. is done. And he's in New York, too. He's in New York dealing with the extra, like, the magnitude of how the press and everything is there. Like, so it's a, it's a tough, perfect storm for him right now, I feel like. This is not me saying he's a bad teammate. This is me just saying the narrative about him is he's a bad teammate yeah. and he sucks. So with those two being together, I am going to say mm-hmm. I think he is done. I think it's going to be tough for a team to sign him unless he's just a backup, which doesn't seemingly be uh, – doesn't seemingly – fit into how he is acting yesterday, but who knows? I mean, they'll figure it out. Well, that's what I was going to say, though, is, like, if you're a shitty teammate, you can't be a career backup either because, like, they, that's, what you're, that's what you're yeah. supposed to, like, you, you know, and that's kind of what Orlovsky said a couple weeks ago. He's like, how do you think I, I stuck around for as long as I did, you know? It's like, because I was a good teammate. Like, I don't have the physical tools that he had, but if you're a, a, a dickhead and just, like, a punk all the time, you know, I mean, it's, it, like, look at Sam Darnold, you know? Like, he had... I don't think if he doesn't get another opportunity to be a starting quarterback, like I think he will be a serviceable backup quarterback for a long time because there's no narratives out there that he's a shitty teammate. It's bad. Zach Wilson should be doing press conferences talking about how much he, 
he and his teammates get along because <laughs> that is our natural <laughs> thought. Is oh, this yeah. guy's a bad teammate. Yeah. That's not a good narrative. That's not a good. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. Let's go to another over. What are you going to say? You know I mean, Darnold, and same with Baker, too. Baker was the number one overall pick. They're both in Carolina, and Baker's, you know, headbutton guys, even though he's not playing. Like, I feel like his narrative as a good teammate has changed a little, and he's proven that he can be a backup. You think he, you think he will? Yeah. Uh, will, will he be a good backup? Yeah. If he doesn't have to play, yeah. Jeez. Kind of a shot. I didn't expect that. I was just, do you expect him to be a career backup, Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I think he's better. I think he's top 62 quarterbacks in the NFL. 64, but that was, that's, not, uh, that's, not the, uh, that's not how it works with backup quarterbacks. You have to be able to break down film very well. You have to be able to make every single throw in practice. You have to be able to be a good uh, conversation or communicator between uh, not just quarterback room and team, but team to quarterback room. Like backup quarterback has a lot different slate than just, hey, guy's a good ball player, I think. And that's uh, all this success. That's just the ones that I got to watch. Now, obviously, I might be in a different situation than others, but that's why it's not just the best 64, I think, personally, AJ. Do you think yeah. that as well? I mean, I think we've heard uh... – or Slavsky say it on here before, like there'll be times like you come off the sideline and say like he's the backup to Matt Stafford back in the day. Sometimes Stafford's got to deal with something with the protection of the O-line or whatever's going on, and the backup would go over to the wideouts and talk about, hey, what, what, what covers did you see here? Oh, well, we're expecting you to break it here, or break out on that one, or sit down in this zone. Like you also have to be able to communicate what the starter wants too. Yeah, and you have like homework. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, need absolutely. you to go home and break down – their entire cover, too. Need to know if Blankenship, if he comes in for CJGJ, if he can disguise a cover three and then break into a cover two out of nowhere. You know what I mean? What a play by that fucking rookie last night. That was awesome to watch. Had to feel pretty good for him, huh? Dude, think about Making him. that play. Think about him deciding he's going to do that. Okay, I'm going to do this. Third play. Is this his third fucking play in the NFL? Undrafted rookie? I think that's what they said, yeah. Jeez. All right, here we go. I'm going to get eyes. As soon as I get eyes with Aaron, I'll start breaking on this thing. Backpedal. No big deal. He's not looking at me anymore. I'm fucking in it. What a play. What a play. This dude's hes going to be in the NFL a long time. I, oh, yeah. I, I think that dude's going to be playing in a long time in the NFL if everything DB has taught me anything. It seems like mm-hmm. that guy fucking knows what he's doing. <laughs> seems like that undrafted yeah. rookie has very, very much – Figured out that particular defensive concept. That spot, too. Like, CJ GJ is leading the NFL in picks. Like, if, if the guy who is coming in for him is a bum, like, that changes Philadelphia's back end quite a bit. I would assume, and we'll ask Aaron tomorrow, you see this undrafted rookie come into the middle of the defense. It is a natural... Here we go. Thank mm-hmm. God we can work. I've, I've talked about this before where I was watching a game from the sideline and I was just like, you know, you get an interesting perspective from the sideline because you're hearing everybody yelling, bitch. Like NFL films, you get to hear everybody mic'd up. When you're sitting on a sideline, you get to hear a little bit more and there's a lot more emotion, obviously, and there's some more things that are said that get coming out. But whenever you start like listening to what they're actually pointing at and how basic, I don't want to say how basic it's getting, but rookie corner comes into the game. Everybody on the sideline was just saying the number, basically. And you see Peyton's massive hit. Not as big as Brian Robinson's hat no. that he was wearing yesterday. That's the best thing commanders have had come out of that building. Sure. That thing's oh, sweet. Yeah. That hat. Brian Robinson's friend has that hat company. But you would see his big-ass helmet just find the rookie corner. And then you saw everybody just immediately go, 
okay, well, that's who we're going to kill here. And it was the whole offense. Maybe they planned for something else. Rookie corner comes in. We're changing everything immediately. We're fucking attacking this guy until he proves that he's supposed to be in the NFL. We are going to attack this. I assume that same thing happened with fucking Blankenship last night. I, I assume just naturally that would take place. What a moment for him to prove that he belongs, AJ. Like, honestly, good for him. That happens everywhere. You know, like that happens to every team, though. If a guy, if someone new comes in, especially if you don't really know much about him, it's a young player, the rookie, second year, maybe a, a core special teamer, quarterback's going to test that person, no question. And usually it tends to work out. Now, it didn't work out with Blankenship. He had another plan. Good for him, though, because once you become the mark, yeah, yeah. That can get yeah, you're screwed. Tough Good on luck. the sidelines. That too. can be a long games. Mm -hmm. Like those could be. There's players. Oh, Peyton would Peyton go after guys seven, eight, nine times in a row, sixty times in a game. Yeah, like oh, we're gonna <laughs> see. You might get one. <laughs> we are gonna find out if you're. They're drawing up plays on the sideline to put person in the fucking blender. Like that is that is. So him just being able to do that, I think quickly, other teams are like, all right, hey, this guy's a player. Like he put the fire out. Almost, which is yeah. huge for his career. Who knows how long he's going to have to play. And we talked about this in the first hour. I think because Watson is such a fucking mm -hmm. massive specimen, CJGJ broke his ribs with his own elbow, I think. Is, is that what you saw? Is that what, is it broken ribs? I don't know. That's what they were alluding to. It was to. nasty how he, like, he popped up to a knee and you saw how it was in so much pain. Yeah. Like, Ooh, man, what is that? So it wasn't a concussion or whatever because he wasn't that. But I think the big thing is, like, not moving much, especially if it's in there. Like mm -hmm. trying, They hit him in the back of that cart. Did you see him hit the oh, gas? Oh, yeah. And, like, hit over a bike, <laughs> ran something over? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that has to hurt so bad. If that's a rib, all he's trying to do is make that not move. Like, yeah. that's why he was standing the way he was standing. And then he was on the back of that cart, and they fucking jerk and then <laughs> jump. I'm like, oh, my God. He's got to, he's got to engage his core with that broken rib. Oh. Or going on in there. But I think it was oh. – I think he hit – Watson, who's a wall mm -hmm. so hard that his arm, I think, his elbow, like, went into it. I was worried punctured lung on that. I thought, I was like, man, I hope he didn't puncture his lung right there. Almost had two of them last night, I guess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh -oh. Let's be safe out here, boys. Yeah, be safe. CJ, GJ, we appreciate your playing style, man. We do. And oh, shout yeah. out to Blankenship coming in there and making a play, putting the fire out early. I assume he'll still be tested, but goddamn. Yeah. You pick off uh, Aaron Rodgers, people are going to have a little bit more respect going in. I right think Jordo got him later. On the Watson long touchdown. The crossing? I, I wonder if DB will. That moment, too, though. I mean, that was right after the Packers stopped him on fourth down. It was 14-20. to 20. They were in the yes. red zone. Like, the Packers score there and, and take the lead early. Like, I think the, the momentum shifts quite a bit, and the game's probably a little bit different. <sighs> but now, they rushed for 800 yards, so it really didn't matter. But, but now Aaron's never playing football again. Yeah. Probably not. That's where we're at now. Crazy change of events. Good run. That's Twitter's crazy. still up. Yeah. Hell yeah. It is. Okay. We talked about this in the last hour. Do you have any takes on that? Do you want to get – because you're just finding um, out it's still alive. No, I don't, I'm not really too versed in exactly what is going on, but I don't see it going anywhere. Somebody told me uh, after we tweeted it, I saw a response from somebody saying, it's a white supremacy platform. I was like, you're on it right now, so you're – White supremacy? So you're – Holy shit. Holy shit. We got him. That's a weird <laughs> thing for you to say. Like, hey, I'm a white supremacist. Well, That's weird because I thought Elon kicked – the white supremacists off, and they were threatening to burn down his building. I did not. Did that happen? Is, did that happen? Is that Mufa? Is that white supremacist? Who? Who? Mufa? 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 I think you're thinking of Antifa, Antifa, Tony. I do not think they are the white supremacists. No. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I, do, I know they – I do not. I think they're I'll on the other up. side. Though. I'll read up more on it. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty pissed with what you said. You had the name too. spot on. 
Yeah, sounds like you got it figured out. Yeah, I, I don't know what a move is. The new political correspondent. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's really the, the pulse of the nation. Politics. I saw a fucking headline that Elon was worried about his house getting burned down. Tony Kornacki. Elon said he, he sleeps. Did you see the picture he posted? What he sleeps next to? Yeah. Had a revolver yeah. and another gun from the uh, the revolution. Yep. Uh, Nary War, a I believe. Musket. And then a bunch of diet cokes. Yeah. Yeah. No caffeine-free caffeine diet. Wow. Coke. Yeah. Jeez. This is what I sleep with, just in case anybody was thinking about fucking that thing to the left. That's a gun. No, bottom left. What's that little pipe? deal? I believe you put blood in there, and you keep someone's oh. blood. Nice. Why? What? Are you serious, Eat? I see a movie Blade. Fucking <laughs> 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 This is wild, but a thousand characters is too many. That <laughs> revolver is awesome. Dude, yes. just sitting there, too. You've, imagine Elon Trying. just going to a gun range and figuring out how to shoot. So I just, how do I? It's just like a rocket, right? <laughs> Doing poom poom. It's a gun from Halo. Yeah, it looks like one of those bullets would explode your head. It's good news that aliens can't shoot uh, lasers and stuff out of them. Like Elon needs a gun is good news for our future. Well, we don't know. I mean, have you? I, I've never. I assume some gun expert and enthusiast knows what that is. Rick Harrison. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pawn Stars. He's Pawn got stars. a guy. He's got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> For all we know, that's what that little thing is. That guy is. becomes the authority. Yeah, he does every time he comes in. <laughs> Sorry, this thing's only worth 45 yeah. bucks. And then he buys it, and then at the end, he's in the credits. I'm going to be able to sell that thing for $700. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so yeah. the expert that you just brought in fucked over said guy as well. Yep. It's a full thing. I mean, I respect the hustle or whatever, but I, I'm happy to hear Elon's not, or Twitter's not down. Twitter's not down. Elon is, is ready for if a motherfucker would, though. Oh, yeah. That's what he was saying. Try him. I think. <laughs> Jeez. So why you supremacist this platform? You're tweeting on it right now. So you did you just say? Hmm. And if they are, if there are white supremacists, let's assume they'll get banned from there. Or hey, how about this one? Just block them, baby. Hey, just block mm, them. Easy. Just block mm. them. And then if they get blocked by enough people, right? We should banish them. Yep. Yeah. That's something we should think about doing. Maybe on Twitter, you get blocked by enough people, you kind of get you get banned from the entire universe. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you need to get a jury. You know, That'd be vote, cool. you get a certain amount of um, you get a certain amount of blocks. You have to go to court of some sort. Twitter court. Mm-hmm. Twitter court. Ooh. And then you have to plead your case. And then you're either allowed to stick around or you're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Get people mm-hmm. representative of all communities on that jury. Yep. Same thing. Standard thing. And we can really clean it up on there. You know what I mean? Something Don't let these people go to court, dude. Fucking yeah. bind them immediately. No court. Yeah. But then what will happen is group orchestrated blocks oh, of people yeah because true, 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 true. Yeah, i thought that was the right answer and then i took some vitamins and i was like oh we would just say let's all block that guy yeah exactly and then it, then it would just be uh it would be true, kind true. of become a thing so i think that was the next step but you gotta have a jury i think yeah. no group thing yeah yeah we could just hire an well, ai to fucking look at it all nope well i'm sure elon is an ai actually you can't trust he plugs into that gun like neo he does <laughs> like the arrow yeah, like Tom Oh, Rose. I saw the preview. I saw the preview for uh, your movie for Avatar. The Way of Water? <laughs> I hope it's good. It's but hope. Hope. Two billion dollars they spent on that movie. It's good. Yeah, what are we even talking about? Anything. Don't you worry. It's it's two Believe me, I'm a huge Jim Cameron fan. I love it. Like I don't Yeah, okay. I hope it's good. That's all I'm saying. Two billion dollars spent on it, and people are saying the movie's gonna have to make that back. 
Do you know how much money people spend to ride the Avatar ride at Disney World? Oh. I'd assume that's at Disneyland and everywhere else. The $2 billion doesn't just have to happen from the movie. Just adding to that sphere and that world, adding with the rides and everything else you can do, I assume $2 billion's already been made back for fucking Disney. Yeah, they're going to get it. It comes out around Christmas. You know, they sell a lot of action figures, <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know, And then, then you got home media. Or whatever they're gonna, whatever HBO is gonna pay to get it on there. I think it'll be just fine. First Avatar made two point nine billion, uh, is what I heard. So that would gross or net, obviously nine hundred million before taxes. Yeah, at the time, Jim Cameron had made the two highest grossing movies of all time. He knows what he's doing. Titanic and, and Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Love you, Titanic. But his ex-wife won the Oscar. She did. Her he doesn't give a shit about that, though. Let's do one more overreaction or two more overreactions quickly because we're so thankful everybody gets involved. Cord Pfizer at its Vendy. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but Kyler Murray should have played baseball. AJ, thoughts quickly? I mean, honestly, maybe not that. Maybe he is thinking the same thing right now. I don't know. He, he got paid already in football, but you never know. Baseball's got those big old guaranteed contracts. How about how quick his hips are, too? Yeah, I bet you he could. He could flip. And What's he, he play? stopped. Short second base? No, he, play? he center, played center field. He, yeah, but if he, he goes he's... into a slump, who would he blame it on? Well, baseball is all slumps. That's literally what baseball okay, is. Okay, so if he goes into a worse slump Dicks. than everyone else, who would he blame it on? Because he can't blame it on himself because he doesn't have that in him. Well, it didn't matter, though, because he got drafted by the A's, and they're never expected to win a World Series. Jeez. Expectations are low. Yeah. Baseball is a slumping sport. He would make yeah. contact every once in a while. And, yeah. and he was... He's a very good baseball player. He would have been a very good baseball player. Still can. Still can, but. Yeah. They move it on from Cliff or Kyler. Ian told us they're not scared to move on from Cliff if they have to, basically. I mean, if they move on from, if you had to pick one, definitely Cliff would be the first one to go. The coach usually is, especially when the quarterback just got paid. They both did, I understand. Think about how cool Cliff's going to look with all that guaranteed money just chilling for the next oh, couple of years. Oh, he's going to be so cool. Unless he goes to college, there's a lot of college jobs open. Good. Cliff's a coach. I think no matter what, Cliff will be coaching. Yeah, he should just look cool sometimes, though. Yeah. Rule was out for what, two months? Rule had a, he was out of work for two no, months? Not maybe. even. Fun fact. Ted and Diggs and I put our brain trust to, uh, together the week we're heading to App State uh, in Carolina because in the rundown that we get midweek, there was a little bit of a heads up like, hey, this might come up in conversation. So we started chit-chatting, throwing names around. It was like Matt Rule was still hired to be the Carolina Panthers head coach at the time. We're in Carolina. And I've been told now that other people had said this or whatever. It's like, Okay, I, we did not know that. Just want to let you know, we felt as if in our sphere, we created Matt Rule going to Nebraska feels like a fucking big win for Nebraska. Like, I know Jim Leonard has been doing a fantastic job. And, uh, no, Fickle, I'm sorry, Fickle going to Wisconsin with um, uh, Jim Leonard, hopefully staying on the coaching staff is a brilliant idea. But Matt Rule going to Nebraska, I think, is huge. Nebraska loves fucking football, right? I mean, they love. Oh yeah, they don't like having. They love sex the brand of football he has too. Don't they? they love the brand of football that Rule brings. Like he is a disciplinarian. He told me and you, hey, I'm like the least fun football coach out there. He told us in a production meeting, like, yeah, he's about like toughness and grit. At least that's what he wants to be. About and it. developing players, so guys will be around a good time. I think people will know it. Like, I think that's a good hire. And what I was just alluding to. 
Fickle to Wisconsin, I think he's an incredible hire. That's massive. A lot of people were uh, like some Wisconsin folks weren't happy that Jim Leonard didn't get the job because of how good he's been doing and he's a former player and everything like that. I assume Luke Fickle will keep him on the staff. That just seems like that's the type of guy Luke Fickle is. Maybe not. I might be wrong. Might be the right move, especially if they're talking about how close Jim is with the roster. And maybe Jim gets an opportunity to go coach somewhere else. But like Fickle going to a Big Ten school. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin, like in that in that division, like, yeah. Wisconsin makes a lot of sense for Luke Fickle. It really does. Like, they've always had big, nasty offensive linemen that are just road graders. I mean, back in the day, too, like fullbacks that were always monsters, running backs. Like, it'll be – hopefully he can win a bunch of games there because, I, you know, I love Luke. And I, I think it's a good hire. I, I give Wisconsin a lot of credit, I, even though I am a Jim Leonard fan as well. Like, I, I am disappointed for him. I do hope Luke does keep, keep him on the staff if Jim wants to stay. But, yeah, great hire by Wisconsin. I think Luke Fickle's going to win in all this conversation about anything's going to stop, and then it'll be him staring down the same question in five years of is the Big Ten in Wisconsin big enough with the current state of the college football playoff and the SEC and everything like that. They're going to try to get him somewhere else too. Like Wisconsin's a massive job. Luke Fickle has been wanted by every conference for the last, like, three years, I think, at this point. Him picking Wisconsin, and I saw some Wisconsin people that weren't happy. I'm like, what is your problem? They're Wake up. What is your deal? Yeah. I, I think a majority of the people were happy, but I saw some people that were like, Luke Fickle, what do we want? I'm like, what are we doing? There's a lot of bad coaches in college football. Yeah. I mean, what are we – if it was somebody else, I would, I would be okay. But I feel like Luke could have had his picking mm-hmm. of where he wanted could to go, be. which might be – are they firing Ryan Day? Is Ryan Day getting fired over there in Columbus because he lost to Michigan two times, first time loss in, uh, in the shoe since like 1996 or something? Is that happening? No, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, at least. But yeah, it's believe me, I was there. I was in the stadium. I was there afterwards. Like The disappointment is real. People are super upset. And now they know, hey, we lost twice in a row and they have to go on the road again next year to play Michigan. Yeah, people are freaking out. McCarthy's young. McCarthy was slinging it. He's a dog. I think, obviously, the run game's awesome, and they had some home run hitters or whatever. But that dime he dropped down the right sideline, biggest game of the year, college football playoff berth on the line, young guy, oh, I like that. I did not expect that from the Michigan team, to be honest. I did. That's – that's on me for not following closely. That's like their thing, though. Like, their thing is like, hey, can they beat us through the air? Like, and they – they beat Ohio State through the air and on the ground. Yeah, they – they – Beat the shit out of Hey, Navy SEALs out there, dude. Yeah. They – what's that all about? Is Ohio okay with getting out tough two years in a row from those yuppies mm. up in Michigan? No, of course they're not. Of course Yuppies not. up in Michigan. Khakis they're wearing, dude. Yeah. There's billionaires' kids going to school at Michigan. I saw Bentleys in front of $10 million homes oh, in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Those were students mm. at Michigan. They come into Ohio and just fought. That's tough. Not good. That, that's, that was literally the only reason why I picked they Ohio. Ha- haven't, they, hadn't, they hadn't won there since 2000. Like, that's the thing. They haven't come into Ohio State and won since 2000. Yeah. Dude, what's going on what in Ohio? Saying. Is Ohio not what I think it is? <laughs> Do I need to stop? It was literally the only reason why I picked Ohio State. Like, there's no way these yups from up in Ann Arbor with everything they stand for are going to come into Ohio with Ohio fucks in here and just bully them. Again, and they did, AJ. Big time. They did. That happened to you guys. I was there. I was there. Oh, no. It's sad. If you would have told me Corin would have had two carries for six yards and Harrison Jr. and Buka both went for over 120 in a touchdown, I would have been like, how much did Ohio State win by? 
Didn't happen. No. Nope. They can win it all, too. Yes. I hate them so much, but they're back. They're definitely back. Georgia? Especially with the way everything's gone. LSU losing shakes up the what whole What if they lose in the Big Ten championship game? That'd be awesome. Still in. Where are you guys going? Where's game day? Dallas. You know? We're Dallas. Big 12. What, Big 12? Mm-hmm. Jerry World. TCU, Kansas State. Mm-hmm. There's one Thursday night. Isn't there a championship game Thursday? Friday. Friday, Friday? USC, Utah, Pac-12. Nice. That's like a, that. Utah beat USC earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. USC wins, Caleb, they're in. Caleb Williams, that dude's fun. So good. How about – he made two – there was a third and 20 play that isn't the play that everybody's saying that he made where he ran and scrambled. Mm-hmm. He, he evaded four tacklers. Ran all the way back, scrambled, had like a 10-yard completion. Wide receiver got it. Place went crazy. Wide receiver went like this. It was fourth and 10. Yep. Like, it was a big – it was third and 20. They did not pick up a first down. Whoops. He did not get sacked. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, yeah. it was a very amazing play. Yep. Wide receiver catches it, does the first down. Yeah, thing. it was awesome. It was fourth and 10. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, it was a great play. Like, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is a Heisman play. Like, this is the Heisman play. And then they don't pick up the first down. Later in the game, he does it again, though. Mm-hmm. Then he runs and picks up first down. They're like, Heisman moment, Heisman moment, Heisman moment. It's like this dude walks to the beat of his own drum. He had Grinch shoes on mm-hmm. when he showed up at this mm-hmm. game with an all-white suit with no – like he is – this dude is an anomaly. He is a hell of a football player. In Lincoln Riley's system for multiple years now because he transfers from Oklahoma over there, I think he's beloved by his teammates. They're all putting a goddamn crown on his head. They're all doing the Heisman thing around him. He is a guy. I'm excited to see him get the spotlight of the college football playoff if they can beat Utah who beat him once before. He's a player. He's minus 1,500 right now to win the Heisman. Yeah, I damn. Changed. I think it even got – it's minus 3,000. It changed in yeah, the last two hours or whatever Saturday. we talked about. Congrats to Caleb. Here you go, Caleb. Remember, it was hard for him to transfer. He mm-hmm. loved Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. Said so he didn't want to transfer. Dad wanted him to stay, I believe. Now he's in USC, in L.A., about to win a Heisman, maybe in a college football playoff. Lincoln Riley, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good life. Probably smart play. And if you're going to move, if you're a college football coach, get a Heisman to learn your offense in the first place. Right. And then bring him with <laughs> to the next place. It works out. Incarnate Word quarterback went with – the head coach of Incarnate Word last year, who became the offensive coordinator for a team in the upper left part of uh-huh. the United States of America uh-huh. named Washington State. Washington State. Fuck. Cam, I didn't know if it was. Cam Ward. Yeah, because Penix went with the mm-hmm. yeah. Washington. Washington. Washington State's offensive coordinator, was former head coach of Incarnate Word, brings the quarterback with to Washington State. Breaks all, like, just goes bananas. Rips it up. Has known the offense for two years now. Mm-hmm. Goes in there, does well. Like, that's a pretty good little philosophy. You'd assume, you know, if Dion gets a job, his kid probably coming to oh, yeah. wherever. Colorado. 100%. Who's already going to know. Why not West Virginia? What, what, we yeah, we or, weren't even in that. It was Colorado or USF or something. Like, what Colorado out here is making a play for him. Or Cincy now. I mean, he, was, he played for the Reds. Fucking probably – Joys the city, maybe? They're going to Big 12? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was also something I found interesting. Luke Fickle went to the Big 10 with Cincy going to the Big 12 with the way college football playoffs are about to be set up. So everybody's saying now that it will be the champions of the divisions. What happens when the Pac-12, no offense to Pac-12, USC, UCLA are gone. I assume more yeah. teams might leave. What happens to them? Is it just going to be Big 10 SEC, that's what I think he yeah. was kind of seeing, right? I think Luke Fickle yeah. had to take that into account as well with Cincinnati in the future. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it, eventually, yeah. Aren't we going to get to, like, two conference 
practice probably super conference. Also, everything I the Big Ten is going to Big Ten's be got that yeah. billion dollar a year uh, TV deal starting, Bingo. so all those schools get that money too. And, and they also have uh, Ohio State sure. yep. and Michigan, yep. right? And they're getting USC, who now has Lincoln Riley Jeez. and and UCLA. Yeah, which man, shit about that, but. But I, there's some sort of something happening where they're trying to somebody's trying to stop them. UCLA, I saw is happening because it's a state issues. school. Yeah. Something. So like, I think there's some people that are in the state. Oh. That think hmm. that they can potentially stop that play. I think they're not going to. I don't think they're going to. No. Too much money. Speaking of money, let's give away some. Huh? Here we go. Hell yeah. We have a guest in our studio today. CFO Phil's here. Hey. CFO Phil is obviously the man who uh, was a part of the breaking Hit news with Nick Nuzzini, yep. where we talked about as of a few weeks ago, we had given away $2.6 million just this year in giveaways. Okay, $2.6 million. Should have been more. Certainly was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. But cool with giving away whatever because people spend their days with us and we can't thank them enough for that. And we're grossly overpaid. Absolutely. Which is awesome. But also, need to give back. Need to give back to the people that made it happen because we shouldn't be living this life. So I enjoy doing giveaways. I'm very appreciative of everybody. See if I feel doesn't love them as much. No, okay? I hate them. We get to deal with cash out to make it a little bit more efficient and easier to pay people because CFO Phil was having to write people checks at one point oh. and had to like email them and get them on Cash App or Venmo or PayPal and everything like that. So us getting a deal with Cash App and only being on Cash App through through cash tags uh, has really made it a lot easier. Still not as happy see Phil CFO of the company seeing money leaving the company at an alarming rate. Yeah. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Every day. Boom, boom. Oh, this guy misses 10 shots, makes one. We got to give away five grand. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That's CFO Phil's mindset. And I can appreciate where it's coming from, but yes, it has to happen. Mm -hmm. Papa Mains came with Phil. That's right. It's awesome. Papa Mains, obviously a man that is not only hysterical and hardworking, but a guy that I appreciate a lot in my life. We've had a couple scotches together. Right. We've had a couple beers together. Right. We've talked about life together. Right. He's wearing hokas because he understands what Hell a good yeah. pair of shoes feel like. Of course mm -hmm. he is. Okay, AJ? Me and Papa Mains on the same How page. tall is he? Is he uh, an extra six inches? Feels eight feet, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, he's always right. walking around on stage because the man has a commanding presence. Mm -hmm. He has once actually told uh, a cops uh, his house... Um, Cop showed up at a party that was happening at his house, mm -hmm. okay, and he got cited with something. Represents himself in court, and they said that it was uh, disorderly. The party was disorderly or something. He said it was very orderly. Yeah, that was his defense. <laughs> <laughs> we had, you know, the drinks were here. This was here. Nobody was running around. Everything was kind of okay. Wins. Hell Fuck yeah. it. Presents Throw it his out. own case. Throws it out. So we're talking about an absolute legend. Great to see him. And then the next generation of Philip Mikey Mainses. Lil Phil is here. Now, Lil Phil is a stud on the ice. Okay? Oh, yeah. This dog. dude's a dog. We got an American hope in Lil Phil when it okay. comes to hockey. We're talking about a guy who enjoys it, got dangles, and has some... Oh, yeah. Some Young shit. stoner. Yeah, uh -huh. some shit to him. I don't know about a stoner. He's a little bit tougher yeah. than stoner. but yeah, Way tougher. Uh, <laughs> so I thought it would only be right. We lowered the hoop down to nine feet here. And since it's CFO Phil's only child, he can't be upset about Or not his only child, but his own child. Right. Mm -hmm. Also has sisters, Bella, Reese, incredible family, mama means. What if Lil Phil got five shots at this nine-foot hoop here from inside mm -hmm. the paint? And if he makes one, we'll give 20 people $500. Whoa. Whoa. Hell yeah. Huge. Yeah, normally it's 10 people. We'll make it 20 people because there's no way CFO Phil can get upset and we don't have any <laughs> backlash at all. Because no. guess what, Phil? You're a kid. That's right. Uh-huh. Great kid. 
Yeah. Love the kid. Your kid. So, little Phil, why don't we do this thing? Now, um, Connor, come on, little Phil. Connor, why don't you help Shannon here? Sure. Come on, buddy. What do you say, little Phil? Come on now, little Phil. Come on now. Swag out the fucking. Got the same Phil look, too, like the tights under the shorts. Yeah. What do we say? Give, give him 500 too. All right, and I'm. Oh! Yeah, I'll give him a thousand. We'll give away 20 uh, people 500 dollars who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in it. Little Phil, wow, Clutch. legend. What a stud, What a stud. I only need one. That's. I only need one. Steps up to the plate. Ten thousand dollars on the line. Easy. Legend. <laughs> Phil, give your kid a thousand bucks too, please, from the company. That'd be very nice. <laughs> Sign him up for Cash App. Uh, Twenty people win who retweet this, say something nice, put their cash tag in the same reply, and wish they said something nice to somebody. We can't thank you enough for rocking with us tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Be a Bye. friend. Tell a friend. See you then. Goodbye.